Welcome to Do The Right Film. My name is Harvey. I'm Thomas. I'm Sean. And I'm Steve. Hey. Yeah, um, I feel like we four haven't been together in a while. No. It's been like... Not in a sexual way, at least. <laughs> yeah, it's usually at least once a month. Most of my fault. Yeah, I think uh, just people have been uh, taking breaks from the podcast recently. Wow. Harvey, wow. I don't appreciate the way you looked at me. I didn't... You didn't mean anything by it. I didn't mean anything by it, because I did just, too. I'm not taking a break from the, she word it like I'm taking a break from the podcast. Oh, I just I'm exhausted. I don't know. I saw, I saw I saw some uh, some snaps and off. some tweets. I think you were relaxing, weren't you, last weekend? Uh, no, no, no. We can talk about that in a second. Uh, today we've got a review of First Man, hmm. so directed by uh, Damien Chazelle, and uh, we also have a topic. We're going to be talking about. Um, I don't think I can word it. Thomas, how, how would you word it? <laughs> I love the way com- Damn. Just sorry. <laughs> what? I lost confidence. Let me give you some context, listeners. So, so our topic... Uh, real well, quick, real quick. Yeah, real Harvey quick. Harvey was so confident He's like, that I he could t- word the topic that he insisted he hosted. I can, I can do it. I can do it. All right, like, go so, for it. So <laughs> we're, gonna, all, all, we're switching hosts. No, <laughs> Just kidding. I can do it. We're going to talk about... Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about biopics and um, basically where we sit on uh, like fact versus fiction, right? Yeah, uh, like but it's, I don't think it has to be. Or be like fact but. versus fiction. How about that? Just historical movies in general. Picks. I'm guessing movies based on true stories or events. Um, <laughs> we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about them and like how uh, how much you can stretch the truth. How much is okay for for cinematic purposes and you know wh- which movies do it well, which movies don't. Yeah, mine, a, mine was much more concise, good. but yeah. Okay. This is not. There's nothing concise about this deep, complex topic. Okay. Um, before we get started, who wants to talk about their week? Well, first uh, I'll, I'll just apologize. I was not here last week. <laughs> Two weeks before that, I was also not here. Huh, it's man. Been a, it's been a rough. Uh, it's been a rough life. And you right know now. what? There's a chance that I. No, I'll be here for the next two weeks. I think. Damn. Um, but yeah, basically I had to work on a uh, shoot on Sunday. We had moved the podcast to Sunday and then I booked the last minute shoot. Um, you set us up for that one. No, no. Well, you got to understand that I literally counting on these shoots for money. So I can't yeah, say yeah. no to them. Um, so yeah, it's a Sunday shoot all day, 12 hours. So yeah, wasn't happening. Unless you guys wanted to do it Monday, which... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm down. I have nothing else going on. I work Monday night, so I mean, yeah, just nothing. (laughs) Forgot about that. So that might that might change soon, though. But uh, yeah, other than that, um, that's what I've been doing. If anybody's wondering, worked on a pretty cool shoe. It's a PSA for gun violence. Nice. Uh, I can. I'm not jumping on any side of that argument, (laughs) but it's a cool shoe. Kids dancing. That's why you're not picking a side. This is yeah, the first for, on gun violence. Yeah, gun violence is bad, right? Yeah, like I mean, no, you gun can violence really is pick bad, a side but like that. I don't. I just don't think either side has a, a viable solution. Uh, I just That's think fair. I think the country's fucked, and we're gonna stay <laughs> fucked. Um, we just need to accept that we're the gun country. Uh, but uh, it was cool because I shot at a high school, and uh, you know, I was amazed at how little has changed. I assumed there'd be iPads like. On the walls and shit. 
iPads on the wall. Did you see what kind of high school do you? All right, first of all, like Dude, a nice high school with iPads on the wall, that shit would get stolen regardless. Of you know what? Though? But this is like a white people high school, so and like I don't understand why. <laughs> I don't understand why there was no because kids no steal shit. No, but like my high school was probably half as many white people. Like it's probably way more minorities in my high school, but we still had digital projectors with like. Uh, like overhead cameras over the teacher's desk and shit. It was a brand new school, but I digress. Mm-hmm. I am uh, I'm here and I'm and I'm ready to talk about movies. I did not see Venom and I did not finish the episode. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, I can't wait to hear what you guys thought about Venom because I hear it's uh it's pretty funny. It is. Was it funny? Um, I wouldn't. Did, yeah, funny you, in a way. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's telling me movie. it's it's uh it's surreal and funny how this movie surreal exists. like surreal that like it was made in this manner. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah. just like man, it's like, like who's watching this movie and got that much information out of no, it? No, no, no. It's just surreal that they yeah. like just the whole bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's bizarre. It's no um eyes wide shut no. in that surreal manner. No, it's not. What it's I surreal mean. that it's trash. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, how was your week? Uh, I didn't do much. Um, uh, this week, what the fuck did I do? I didn't do shit. Yeah, uh, you usually update us with your cats and stuff. The cats, they're they good. good. Uh, yeah, they've been good. I really want to see them, and I feel like it's been a while. Yeah, they've grown a bit. Um, I'll send you some photos. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, this week, um, the weather's changed. We should let everybody know that. Because we live in New York, it's starting to feel like f- fall, more fall, I yeah, guess. Yeah, this Today's is definitely chilly. the coldest day so far. Yeah. Hit me like a brick when I went outside. <laughs> It was cool, though. We're ready to move on from the summer. But that's about me, weather talk. <laughs> oh, you, you're you not going to talk about your uh, piano? You're, like, messing around with some stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hooked my uh, keyboard up to GarageBand, so I've been making sick beats. <laughs> so <laughs> I just pictured Anybody Sean last night with just headphones what, and just, like, just playing what type nonstop. Of, like, you've been making, like, like, hip-hop beats? No, 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 just, like, playing piano, I guess. Uh-huh, like, okay. there's, like, different plugins, like, upright piano shit. And yeah. So if everyone want to throw down a track... Okay. Um, I'll play keys while somebody raps or sings or do it, whatever it is. I'm down for it. Maybe we can make like a do the right phone theme. Or yeah, yeah, we can. <laughs> I've I have been the keys. I have all these sounds, phasers uh, on it. Sounds hokey and yeah. bad. Nah, I think it'll be great. <laughs> I think it'll be great. Well, we talk about films and we. Why would you? Why would it go? <laughs> <laughs> Early nineties. <90s Yeah>. <laughs> Saturday morning rap. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine that's what the compelled only kind you of to do that? do that. It's like you almost possessed for a second. <laughs> Just imagining, like, what? How could we make a rap song? I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. A lot of people do it. Yeah. Yeah. How, how was your week, Steve? Well, let's see. I mean, it was a good week. All in all, you know, I uh, was on set. You know, was living living the life. Uh, I forgot. Last week, I went to a talk for the New Yorker Film Fest or New Yorker festival uh i got to listen murakami the uh acclaimed author speak for like 90 minutes very funny guy i forgot to mention that uh i think that's one of the reasons why we moved it to sunday last week but uh no it was super super enlightening experience i felt very out of place uh, everyone there seemed yeah, like... Yeah, because they were like adults. Like, yeah, like yeah real well, adults. yeah, they're, pro- your, uh, they're, they're proper adults. And you I didn't was, have your uh, tweet jacket on. You're probably wearing a t-shirt, right? I yeah. was... <laughs> all right. 
How did you know? Uh, I was wearing some blue jeans, uh, a, a white tee, and a, a nice denim jacket. Mm-hmm. And everyone mm-hmm. there seemed very much like intellectuals, and uh, they read a lot, and uh, like proper adults. And I was very much a boy, and a crowd of adults. And uh, this lady sitting next to me, she was just like, she's like, oh, it's like, are you a fan of Americana? Like, it's like, it's like I've read like I've read like a book, and I'm reading a book right now, so like two, I guess, if you want to count it. And she's like, oh. Oh, well, I've translated his work into different languages. <laughs> this is a real conversation I had. And I'm like, he's like, she probably thinks I'm an idiot. Did you get her number? Uh, No, I didn't. But she was very nice. And we did end up having a conversation. She wasn't very pretentious at all. She was telling me what, what's uh, the next book I should read. That's so great. It was nice. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. No, it was. Uh, it made me appreciate his work a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I like Mirakami. No, he's dope. He's dope. Um, and he likes cats, Thomas. You would definitely like him. Yeah, Funny does. guy, and he and he, for some reason, like he doesn't own cats, but he talks about how much he loves like stray cats and likes petting them. He, <clears> he writes about cats, yeah, too. Yeah, they're in his books a lot. It's often what I do. Uh, I live on like cat capital of Brooklyn, dude. On my street, if you just walk down it for like six blocks, it's incredible <laughs> <laughs> how many cats you witness. Well, I mean, yeah, that's my week, kind of. Okay, cool. Yeah. Harvey, how was your week? My week was uh, was pretty good. It was like a kind of un- uneventful, I think. Just working, typical stuff. Um, typical stuff. I feel like something may have happened, but I can't remember what it was. The way we ask each other how our weeks were, it sounds like an Oprah's Book Club situation. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. <laughs> women who sit around, like, "How was your week, Jad?" <laughs> Anything interesting? Oh no, it's a okay. weird reflected going on. <laughs> well, you know the thing is, we we always like this is this is the only way we catch up. Yeah. Because okay. we don't talk to each other outside of this. Mm-hmm. Damn, it's not true at all. <laughs> it really isn't. <clears throat> all right, cool. But, you know, it's good to touch down. You know, you guys doing okay? Did Your you mental listen, health is did okay. Did you uh, listen to my um, hot take on um, Hell or High Water? Oh, uh, yeah. You assigned I me? did. It was I, good. I, I, um, I, I actually got up to the Venom review, and I was going to, like, maybe go see it first. Oh, okay. But then that, now I'm thinking I just shouldn't go see it. Mm-hmm. I think you should see it. Yeah. I think you should. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because, yeah. Um, well, I, I didn't. I, I think it's worth, like, witnessing. <laughs> yeah, be a part of the yeah. times, you know? Yeah. It's worth witnessing. Yeah, like, you get to be, you get to tell your kids you saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I was there. I was there. I saw it. It was, it was yeah. like anything, unlike anything I've ever seen before. Yeah. So, um, I guess we can talk about movies now. Who lost the game last week? It was either Sean or... I th- it was Steve. Yeah, it was Steve. I assigned Steve a movie. I remember what happened last week in terms of like the game, and I went in with such confidence. I'm thinking like, yeah, Harvey's gonna lose, yeah. and I have to roll the dice, and I lost. I haven't I lost in a little while, actually. Yeah, I feel like me and you have been a uh, been on a pretty good streak. I feel like I've been Tom- losing a lot. Yeah, you've been losing a lot. Tom's was, been losing a lot outside the podcast as well. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we made the same joke last week. Taking big L's. <laughs> I actually uh, remember that. Yeah. Uh, what did he make you watch? Uh, it's a tiny, tiny film called uh, Personal Shopper. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so Bella? Yeah, with Bella. Uh, you know what? I feel like she gets a bad rap. I feel like her and uh, our boy Rob, they you know, they did one bad franchise movie. Well, he's already fucking made it up to me. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, he's yeah. been redeemed yeah, yeah. in a lot of people's I eyes. I worship him now. Redeemed but in the I, eyes of our Lord. Yes, our Lord. Uh, who is he again? Uh, it's Robert Pattinson. Robert, oh, Robert Pattinson. <laughs> so, so foolish. I'm so sorry. Edward. 
Edward, <laughs> Edward, our Lord and Savior. Uh, so I think this film redeems Kristen Stewart. I would dare say. So I've heard. So oh, so you've heard. All right. So personal sh- shopper starring Kristen Stewart, uh, and it's about a personal shopper. Crazy, right? That lives in Paris and refuses to leave the city until she makes contact with her twin brother who previously died there. Living the dream. Yeah. Uh, and this film, like when Sean first described it, I'm trying to remember back your review. You didn't it was really. Like a year ago. Yeah. I think. It was a year ago. I remember when you first reviewed it. I feel like you didn't talk about a lot of the elements. Yeah. And I felt like you it did that on purpose. Remember, I was also explaining to you guys that you need to. Because it was in theaters, and I was telling you to see it. Yeah, exactly. So. And I'm glad you really didn't, like, uh, divulge much of the information about this film because uh, just kind of like. Because you did say it has a little bit of horror elements, right? And it's like kind of subtle. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to see how this kind of works into the overall story and like what what basically what this film is about. And it's basically about uh, this twin sister who who's Kristen Kristen Stewart. I almost call it Kristen Dunst, without a reflex. Hmm. But uh, uh, her brother passed away at a very young age, and she goes back to the house in which she bought, and she tries to make contact because they both perceive themselves as medium or being sensitive to the spiritual world and that's just like a weird small part of the film what's interesting about this movie is like you're even like explaining to somebody about like that supernatural aspect of the story but that's not the main focus at all it's so in the background not i don't even mean that i mean as in like this movie takes the tone of like a independent Mm -hmm. foreign film exactly like plotless in a way yeah it's just you're watching this woman Live her life. She's a personal shopper, which is seems like the best job, to be honest. You're just like, she buys basically clothing, jewelry, and like all these things for this very, uh, very famous uh, model. And it's just, you know, her her days are just kind of filled. It's just like a lot of mundanity and just like she's dealing with kind of like a horrible person. And I think with that, like that groundedness mm-hmm. helps you relate to her character. And then you have this extra element of the supernatural side where she's trying to make contact with her uh, deceased brother. Yeah. And it plays off really well with this like sor- like uh, like subtle horror like moments right. throughout the film. Like I don't it just blends like this like these a lot of grounded moments with her real life with the supernatural and it doesn't really really well and it makes you question everything that's happening within the story. Uh I think there's a really there's a really great scene on a train where she's like Basically, I don't know if I want to spoil it. Um, how awesome was that texting scene? Th- that texting scene was great because it kept me... All right, texting scenes in a movie, most of the time, they're very fucking boring. Like, yeah. I, it's hard for me to stay engaged because it's just like you're just hearing the clicks on the on a... You know, and it's like, whoop. And it sends it out and then it comes back and it's like very just like, all right, cool. That was like five seconds. Just because you said that, I'm going to make a 100% movie like they did with Locke. He's in the car. But it's, it's just going to be it's just going to be the screen. Tom, I really highly I highly recommend you watch this. I think you will get a lot out of it. <laughs> me? Yeah, because it's little uh, old me. Yeah, you. I think you you enjoy this a lot. It's not like a typical horror movie and it's not like uh but it's not in in, in the same way it's not like a, you know, a very subtle uh, it's not a very dry indie film. Like there's a little bit of layers and textures to it uh, that makes it really enjoyable watch and that texting scene alone on the train was phenomenal. Like it kept me engaged. I was just like, why is this like, why do I want to know? Like every time yeah. she put her phone down, I'm like, pick it back up. I want to see what, it, <laughs> like, I want to see what that person said. Yeah. And you're, you're constantly questioning like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. And I think that's the, the, the great part about this film. It keeps you 
guessing like it's just like what is happening what is going on and it really is a story about grief and you know how that affects us in our like daily lives and i think it does that very well how long is this movie it's like it's uh, not that long 190 minutes yeah yeah not that long it's beautiful too looks great no it looks great um i was surprised i liked it as much as i did especially the ending because i texted him at one point and this movie has the creepiest scene and it comes out of nowhere (laughs) i'm like (laughs) because it just like a lot of the horror moments that happen are so like subdued and just like you know and it's also like how you would imagine something like this to play out in yeah, real life. Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, it's something that seems so like, it just kind of comes out of nowhere and you're just like, and it's not even the main focus of like what's happening in the scene. It's just like something off in the background. And you're like, what the fuck is that? Like, it makes you look a little bit deeper. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I had a great time with this film. I'm glad you uh, recommended this and I can easily recognize a lot of other people yeah especially it it doesn't get talked about a lot um no it doesn't it's like a sleeper hit and you know i think this movie redeems uh kristen stewart i think she was great in this yeah she was uh you know i feel like again she always got a bad rap because of her earlier work there's a cool nude scene as well oh yeah she has a lot of nude scenes in this cool nude scene yeah there's one in particular that that i was like oh this is really really fucking good turns the lights off yeah it was a really good one (laughs) okay yeah, <laughs> already, already said it. I'm trying to. <laughs> aren't all I'm trying aren't to understand all what this new, means? You nude scenes it. are cool, right? Not always. Oh, it, dude. Topic. Nude scenes. Ne- next time. Next uncool, week. Uncool yeah, we need nude yeah, scenes. We need to copyright that. Copyright. Uh, it's, TM. It the, it's it's copyright already. I'm doing it on my phone. If you're thinking about taking it. Uh, no, it's a great film. I highly. Re- I think you and uh, I think both of you guys would like this. I think you would like it as well, Tom. Even though I know you're not a big fan of like horror. Relax. I love well, it's not traditional any horror. film that is done well, okay? Hereditary is in my top five, I think. <laughs> I literally just like looked around and said, I think. I just I don't <laughs> want to be labeled as like the like if, if the word horror exists to describe it. I'm, all right. All right. Well, traditionally, every time we bring up horror, I see I like, just I feel, like... I'm just not a big can't-be horror fan. I just all. look at Harvey. I'm talking about it, and then I feel your eyes roll like a mile away. Like, you're just mm. like... It's because, you know, sometimes he watches some campy stuff. That's his great. niche. I just don't like it. No, but... Uh, no, I highly recommend it to people who enjoy film in general. Like, you have to be into film. It's not a traditional horror movie at all. Five out of five? Not a five out of five. I think this gets a, gets a solid four out of five. <sighs> It do, it hits a lot. It hits it. it hits a lot of good notes, and I think on rewatch, I think I would like it just as much. Like mm-hmm. I can, I can show this to a lot of people. Beautiful. How's and you? on top of that, I can even tell them that it's not a horror movie, and just let them watch it, and like let them be surprised as much as I was when I was watching it. You know. How'd you watch this? Well, well thanks for ruining it. Well, you know. Sorry. Far, <laughs> far removed. Uh, How'd you watch it? Showtime. Oh, you had to download Showtime. Showtime. Yeah, I was like, because I thought it was on HBO. It was last month on HBO, and then I was like, I'm like, where else? This is movie it? needs to be like, oh, somewhere showtime. else because it's been a long time. It's on time. Amazon. Oh, well, I mean, you, to, yeah, you can rent it. It needs to be streaming. Two ninety nine. That really ain't. They shit. add up, yeah. right? It does add up. It does add up, yeah, but I'm just saying. I've been doing it all recently too. <laughs> you want to talk about something else, or? I mean, I have some other movies, but I'll let you guys talk. Why don't you just knock them all out? Uh, me and Harvey both watched Rubble in the Bronx last night. It was a great experience. We had together. Yeah, you know, you showed up every other five minutes to watch some like really cool action scene with Jackie Chan, 
And let's just say, what a fucking badass. He's like, he's such like a trooper when it comes to his stunts. And like, he will break a bone and still stand up and like, you know, in a cast. I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay. okay. He's like, legs split in half. <laughs> <Racist>. like, <laughs> like, dude, go to bed. Dude, I, I identified it from like the opening music. I like ran up. He Roman ran up. He's just like, Roman the Rocks? <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, yeah, it just, it's, all right. There's the thing about Jackie Chan films. I hate rating them because it's just. They're very, they're very much a product of the time and like what he was doing for like yeah. action cinema. So I like I can't rate it. That's like a five out of five. It's 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 great. It's a good time. If you like that movie, you'll definitely. If you like anything, how many ladders does he kick down in that one? I can't remember. <sighs> I feel like he, he kicks a lot of things in this. Yeah, there's a that lot grocery of grocery store movie. scene. The grocery yeah. store scene is hilarious. Yeah, I'm just tired of him running away from his problems. No, in this one he he charges right ahead. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I haven't seen this since I was like. 14 it's 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 funny though like seeing those even how silly this movie is like seeing those grocery store scenes and how well choreographed those fight scenes are and then you compare those to like uh shit we still see today like bad shit yeah like, like it, it looks so fucking good it's so good yeah. man i respect that guy so much it's called passion right there okay yeah, he's a master yeah. uh let's see i watched uh on the bronx already said that i watched this movie called game night that was interesting oh how'd you like game night Dude, this movie is so much fun, isn't it? Dude, it's so. I I reluctantly went to see this. I like after your review, I'm like, so I'm like, I need to watch it one day. And I was on HBO, and it was like, it was on. I'm like, all right. I sat down, got a glass of uh the finest Evan Williams we could find. <laughs> oh wow, wow. And uh, sat back and relaxed. And holy shit, this movie is really funny. Like, it's surprisingly funny and i think the reason i find it funny is because i relate to a lot of like so obviously for those who don't know me i love having game nights and i play a lot of board games me and tom especially do a lot of game nights especially risk and uh there's just a lot of relatable relatable moments in this where i'm just like it's like dude i've been there where they're like playing risk and they're like they were playing risk right what what would they say they're like it's just like oh you won't attack me if i want to attack you and i was like there's no, there's no, uh, oh, no alliances, dude, and I'm like, fuck I, dude, that. I died when that <laughs> happened. I was like, how many times has that's, this happened, dude? That's happened to me so many times. I'm like, yeah, fuck that, dude. I, we play how the way we want to play. Uh, no, it was just, I, I just like how the way the twists and turns came. Uh, if you guys are not familiar, it's just, uh, it's a movie starring Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams, and the great Jesse uh, Plemons. Tell me, dude. Uh, he is <laughs> dude. his subtlety. <laughs> Dude, the Frito Lay comment was Dude. the fucking best. I died. I, that's why I knew I was in on this. By the way, like, yeah, and I think that's what did it for me was like that opening one. I'm like, oh, this could just be a very basic comedy. I had a couple chuckles, but when he came in and he's just like, and they're like, it's like, oh yeah, there's buy buy one get one two uh, uh, Tostito scoops. He's like, that doesn't seem very profitable for Frito Lay. This is <laughs> delivery, yeah. and it's the way he delivers it, yeah. which is so fucking priceless. I'm like, dude. Yeah, he's he's the best part. Dude, of that he movie. is hands down the star of the movie. Like, and he's not even. I wouldn't. Say, he's like maybe in half the movie. He's yeah, not. He's that, not one yeah. of the like main characters. He's just like in the background, and just his performance was like just hilarious. He's one of my favorite parts. Uh, also, Jason, did you want to marry Rachel McAdams for being so adorable? Uh, I've always wanted to marry Rachel but McAdams. This movie really is like this Cemented. is the version you oh, want. Yeah. Well, it's not the version marry. I want. I just realized that I want to. I want to <laughs> take her on. I want to take her on a date. You know what? She she may not want to marry you. You ever she thought may, about that? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I want. I would like to take her on a date though. Okay. Yeah. You know, keep it. Uh, keep it casual. I just don't want you to assume you can marry anyone. 
I don't know. I, I will never. <laughs> I don't, you know what? I don't like that, Sean. I think I could, you know. Can I, you, I wonder if you could force marry people. Like, instead of raping them, <laughs> force marry. <laughs> How did this what? conversation just devolve into I mean, that? Like, you, you that get kinda, a pastor, and then, like. That kind of still happens. That still happens <laughs> in yeah. cults. That's I like mean, definitely no, I mean, happens like, in cults. I mean, Saudi Arabia, it India. Yeah, it happens in thir- like other countries. Yeah, other countries. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, you hear that, Steve? Well, I, I you mean, have a shot. <laughs> well, I, well, I, like I said, I would definitely want to take her on a date. I don't. I want to force marry her. So I that's mean, my. Yeah. That's where I'm standing. So she's uh, not going to go on a date with you either. She's going to force date her. Well, you know what? At that point, it seems like a lot you of work. Ha- she you could be in the You'd have to start slow. First, you probably have to um, sabotage her marriage. Let's uh, wait, wait, wait. We should we should leave this as a discussion too. <laughs> how to how to get <laughs> Rachel McAdams fall in love with you? <laughs> we all say our strategy. <laughs> hey, this is a weird connection to our last topic with Ryan Gosling. Yeah, 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 yeah it's deep. Hmm. Fucking notebook. Uh, anyway, <laughs> were we talking about game night? How to woo a celebrity <laughs> into marrying you? How to how to woo? Yeah, we'll talk about that one day. One day. I don't know. I think it has to be more specific because my strategies are tailored to the to the celebrity. <laughs> right. Remember that one documentary, My Date with Drew? No, I do remember that. Yeah. What is that? It's about this yeah, guy who had a lifelong obsession with Drew Barrymore. Did so he date her? So, so he makes a documentary and trying to find her through contacts in Hollywood and shit like that to go on a date with her. Yeah, like the Did whole she documentary. Go on a date? You'll have to yeah. watch it, man. <laughs> Ooh, he's got me intrigued. You'll have you to never watch it. it either. No, I, mean, I completely forgot about that. I haven't thought about that shit in like ten years. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty good documentary. You guys piqued my interest, so I'm definitely for the time. It I don't know how check it out how it would hold up on a rewatch now, but <clears> it's pretty good. Yeah. So game night, game night, enjoyable, very enjoyable. I think the humor was really well done. It's actually, you know, what's funny. There's no like, there's like no low hanging fruit in this this movie in terms of like comedic. You know, everything is kind of like intelligent. In its own way, like it's it works for the the, the <laughs> characters. Like each individual character, <laughs> like like the whole Denzel scene was dude, fucking great. Dude. I was Denzel just about to bring like, that up, dude. The Denzel, picture of the picture him. of Denzel. Like, <laughs> he looks at like that's don't not Denzel. The, don't, oh, don't ruin that joke, dude. Don't it's so joke. fucking good though. Like there's just like each character and the and the and the it doesn't play with the typical romantic comedy or just comedy like raunchy comedy jokes. Like you know how the way there's always like a ditzy girl right. and this there's like a ditzy guy. But it's just like he's so charming in his own way. And then the date that he has, she just basically just puts up with him and how much of an idiot he is. Like, it's just like a lot of those dynamics are just switched around. It's a lot of fun. And they don't reach for the low-hanging fruit at all. There's never a point where they make a cheap fart joke, I don't think. No, yeah, it's good. And very well done. Very well done. It's 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 surprising we don't get enough comedies like that. You know, that can feel, I feel you that can appeal to more should, people. Uh, you should watch Tag then. You think I like Tag? I think you'll enjoy it to some extent. I think this will. I think game night. I'm just willing to like guess that game night is. I think it's more. It could be more tasteful than tag. I'm sure it is, but tag is is along the vein of that style of comedy where you have all these uh, actors who are not really comedians. Right, but game night is more. um, It's actually really like a lot of smart. No, it's a lot of smart humor too. Remember the fucking bullet? It's kind of like horrible bosses in a way, right? No, it's it's way it's smart. It's sleeker. Sleep? Yeah. Okay. I'll, like the, the I'll bullets, check it out. The bullet scene was great, where they were like trying to fucking dig out the bullet in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. it's just like it's just like these it's just, little it's moments. Sneaker comedy. It's, it's yeah. like the Hangover, right? Not at all. <laughs> no, because I feel like the Hangover just really just 
grabs for anything and tries to make That's it That's why funny. I like Game Night so much, because of its subtle, sleek humor. And all the characters are really likable. I think we get enough of their own individual story arcs, and also the, and that also kind of fit into like what is happening throughout the night. I don't know. It just seems like a game night that I kind of want to have with you guys. Like a I'll crazy, movie fun out. fucking game night where stupid shit happens. You guys are talking so much shit about this movie. I want to see it. I think you'll like it. Okay. I implore I need, you. I need to, to watch that and tag. I still haven't watched either of them. Yeah, well, let's, let's watch those. Yeah, I'll need to see uh, Cockblockers, too. Cockblockers. Cockblockers? I'll, 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 t- check, I'll, that. I'll, I'll check that out. That's on top of my list. pretty funny. Movie night. There's also another one that's Father Figures as well. What? Father Figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Owen that. Wilson that. and... um. Ed Helms. Ed Helms, too, yeah. All right. Uh, I would say this is like a solid, like, three and a half, maybe a four for me, to be honest. Like, yeah, it's I'm, up in there. There. I'm in there, too. Like, it's like, I feel like it's right in between that. Like, I feel like four is so high because I think it sets someone's expectations to an unrealistic level. But, yeah. But it's just, we don't get. But if you were to honestly like, say how much you enjoyed it, it'd be like. I can rewatch story, it. Yeah. That's the thing. I can rewatch this with a lot of people, and I feel like, we, you know, yeah, yeah. S- someone will get something out of it. Cool. Right. That's okay. all. Cool. Who wants to uh, go next? Um, I'll talk about one film briefly. Uh, I watched a movie called I Think We're Alone Now. Oh, I heard it, about this. Yeah, you Peter heard about Dinklage. It? Peter Dinklage, Ella Fanning. And it's a post-apocalyptic film told in a very subtle manner to where they don't explain what really happened to the destruction of the world and humanity. Peter Dinklage plays a character who's sort of embracing the solitude of seamlessly living a life alone um and just because the movie plays on him as a little person and he's essentially happier now that he doesn't have the burden of society judging him and so it works to his advantage but all that comes to um a halt once elephant and literally crashes her car next to him and they find each other she but she wants to she was on the road looking for humans she finds him she reluctantly stays uh his world gets turned upside down there's a bit of exploration into both of their lives past and present that uh i quite enjoyed i would say my main criticism comes from the third act where it speeds up the plot and process and it just has this kind of twist i would say but uh it's not justified for the rest of the rest of the film. I, I like the portion of the story where they're exploring Peter Denklich's character's um reasoning for enjoying the apocalypse. Um overall I did enjoy it. Uh I would probably give it a three. Does everyone uh die or do they disappear? Like they died. Like, uh, so like their bodies the, and stuff. Yeah, the there's a there's a big plot of him cleaning up his town, literally. Going into everyone's home, taking out oh, the yeah, dead yeah, bodies yeah, yeah. and burying them. I think them. that's in the trailer actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, there isn't much in terms of plot in this story. It's just merely about his character. Uh, it is uh, directed by, I believe, Roger Morano. I think that's the director's name. He's also a cinematographer. Uh, so he directed the cinematography and the direction of the movie. Uh, it looks really good. Shots are pretty good. Uh, it incorporates upstate New York pretty well. Um, yeah, there's not much else to say. It's one of those movies that just came and went most likely you won't remember it after a while as well um i was uh yeah i was thinking about watching it um i actually i would say this i did have higher hopes for this movie i thought it was going to be much better than what it turned out to be you know i feel like it's very middle of the road like even like dead even yeah i don't know i feel like i hate 
I don't know what I feel about like movies that are just like kind of come and go. You know, like there's yeah. really like that. That it sucks because you want you someone put their time into that. And yeah, it's just like and you're just like, but you know that in a month from now you probably won't remember it. You probably it's kind of won't, like a really especially. shitty. It's a really shitty feeling. Yeah, I, I like the but, idea that the story. Um, actually involves him being a, a little person. Yeah. Because sometimes they just don't even fucking mention it. Like, it's... Like, I feel like everything I've seen... He, he, he's great. Uh, Performance-wise, he's great in this movie. Elephant is pretty good, too. But like I said, I think the the movie crashes a bit towards the final act. Um, I would recommend it to you guys. I don't think I would recommend it to anyone else. Uh, It's interesting. Yeah, I, just, I think the first time I've like heard about it, I saw one trailer for it, and I was just like, I'll give it a watch. Yeah. Like, it looks something up my alley. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon. I rented it. Um, I get two, I give two it, dollars, three dollars. It was four? like two. No, actually, I paid six. God damn. Yeah. Um, five ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, three. Three out of five. All right. Yeah. Um. I think Show and I saw the same movie, so we can talk about that once you go. Let's do it now. Okay, so you went to see a Star Is Born. Star Is Born. All right. Before you guys start, <coughs> I really have an important question to ask. All right. How? All right. How would I? How would I word this? I've got an important question. His his, too. his his gruff voice was it soothing throughout the film? The the voice is cool. Here's my thing about the voice, though. Um, I mean, I don't know a lot of uh, older white men from that part <laughs> of the world, especially in a background like him. I assume he smokes and does a lot of drugs, and it could be genetics. But he's supposed to be like 40 years old, but he sounds like an 8 year old man. I don't know if you got Tom. Mm. How do you feel about it? I, because like, I know I, I, know I believe it. Pr- I buy it. I, I, I know. I think Sam Elliott sounded like that his whole life. Yeah, Sam Elliott definitely sounded like that and his speaking, whole life. And speaking of <laughs> Sam Elliott, who, how, where do we start here? Let me start. This is the only movie I've seen this week. Okay. Uh, I've heard a lot of amazing things. Uh, have you? Yeah, actually, that's, that's weird. Um, so (laughs) I did listen to the soundtrack quite a bit this week. I will say that, um, this is, if you don't know, this is, uh, directed by, uh, Bradley Cooper. It's written by him as well as uh, he he co-writes it with, um, Eric Roth, who famous screenwriter for Forrest Gump, a bunch of shit like Benjamin Button. Mm -hmm. Uh, guy's got writing chops, obviously, and it shines here. I will say that. And if you don't know, it's starring uh, Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper, Sam Elliott, uh, some other people as well. Um, but those are like the, the main people in the movie, I'd say. Uh, and this is a very like tight knit story. Like, um, it's just kind of focused on them. There's not a lot of the outside of uh, the world going on. But uh, <clears throat> what was I going to say? Totally lost track know. of what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> here's what I would say. I would say that the explanation of this movie shouldn't be too heavy, just because I think it's a movie where everyone should go see it, and it's relatable in terms of uh, the overall tone of the story is pretty heartfelt. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend pretty much teared up through the entire process of watching this <laughs> That's movie. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> I'm afraid of crying. I don't um, want to explain too much what, yeah, what I'm yeah. trying to say. But we, I w- like you said in your mention. text, it is mismarketed. Yes, uh, but however, if you're familiar with, um, so if you're familiar with, this is the fourth time remake. This yeah. is one of those weird wells that Hollywood goes back to. 
And uh, from what I hear, they're not that great. Uh, there's one in the 30s, one in the 50s, and then one with uh, Chris Christopherson, which is a stupid name, um, and, and Barbara Streisand uh, in the 70s, right? And from what I hear, it's I, I will watch it out of curiosity, but from what I hear, it just really misses the mark. Uh, I think the reason why they keep going back to this story is because it's so um, flexible. You could adjust it for any art, any time period. Like, it works. No yeah, matter I what. think one of them was uh, about uh, an actress, right? Yeah, one was yeah. about an actress, but you could adjust it for any time. Yeah. Um, so that was really interesting, I thought. Uh, and yeah, this movie, the, the trailer, wh- what do you get out of it from the trailer, Steve? Right. Uh, like it looks like shit. Right. I don't. I, that, you know, it's funny though because I mentioned this to Harvey because I'm like, he's like, did you see that trailer for Star Wars Born? And Harvey had that reaction where he's like, it looks like shit. I saw it. I'm like, he's like, I want to see it, but I don't because they played it four the, times on the, my screen. Also, but what the, about the trailer? The trailer, trailer, makes you see the trailer, the trailer uh, is because generic. I, yeah, it's Pretty very generic. generic. But the thing is, there's, there's what like I saw gaping flaw with the trailer. But the one thing I did see was the broken character which i'm always interested in, which is bradley cooper and he he it, you can it comes off in the trailer easily for me really i saw that yeah i didn't see it well you know someone he well he he's had, drinking one, a lot, one of, yeah so one I'm of like, the trailers does address that he, like it, it, it barely sh- though no but it does because dave Chappelle's character even mentioned um mentions that he's just like i've seen you and like you know he, that line wasn't even in the movie did you notice yeah it wasn't That's well weird. in the trailer it I was in what, there i think what they swapped it out for was better yeah, but no, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I saw that this was a story well, about a broken man who finds someone that maybe could bring him back. Yeah. Okay, I want to, I want to hear about this. A shit. lot, yeah, more, about a lot okay, more so, than, but so, it's more, a lot more. Than so that. yeah, there is that element of the story which is pretty heavy. But the the main crux of the movie is Lady Gaga's story. It's literally about a star, a, a rising star, and her transition into stardom and how that affects her relationship with Riley Cooper's character, who is already an established musician. Um, I would say he's like your modern day, uh, what's the guy? Blake Shelton. No, because Blake he's Shelton. not country. <laughs> no, it's it's more like, it's kind of like. It's Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, it's bit. almost like Bruce but, Springsteen. But more Southern. It's like, a, he's like a Southern 10 year later Bruce Springsteen. It's very hard. So hard it's to, right up your alley. A little bit. I love. There's one of the songs I absolutely love. Um, mm-hmm. But like, he's not a. He's not a like the. What do you call those guys? Those commercial pop country singers. Yeah. He's like an actual. He's he's, a, he's a, yeah like a amphitheater guy. Um, in terms yeah. of like star more rock and roll southern mm-hmm. than country. Um, okay, okay like, so like Waylon Jennings. Uh, yes, but you're like as- aside from later. the plot, uh, I would say the things that was surprising to me is one, holy shit, Lady Gaga can act. She's probably the best yeah. performance-wise. Incredible. Yeah, like really <laughs> fucking good. Like she should get an Oscar for this role. She probably will. Um, soundtrack is amazing. I've been listening to it all week. Maybe uh, it's time to let the old ways And I die. enjoy that they actually they played the songs in full in this movie. Yeah, live, uh, right? Yeah, live. That's what I heard. They actually shot some stuff at Coachella. Uh, the Everything on stage looks really good. The sound is amazing. Uh, I think a lot of the songs were written by Willie Nelson's son from what I read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the soundtrack's great. Lady Gaga's voice is incredible. Um, performance is top notch, and I feel like this is one of those movies that almost made me cry. Even though I don't, that's cry. saying a lot. All right, yeah, I, I cried. For I don't sure. cry a lot. Is there like a separate score, or is it just like the soundtrack, like just the? 
it's well there's also a score like a motion picture score and there's also the soundtrack that they recorded for the movie so you know i saw the trailer i saw the broken character i'm like it ticks one of my boxes Mm -hmm. and then how the way you guys are describing this music (sighs) check i don't want to see it it's also shot by the same guy who uh black swan um, yeah, Darren Aronofsky's. And I think I was going to mention the cinematography. I love the cinematography in this because this movie could have been uh, a fluff piece from you know wider lenses. You get to see everything, cater to the audience. But but what this this movie does uniquely is bring you into this these two people's lives um, to the point where they're not stars anymore. They're just like regular people, and you can feel what it's like to be a a human being trapped in a star's body. Mm-hmm. And um, I cried. Yeah. The story sure. uh, is surprisingly dark. Uh, I'm not surprised. Like, a lot of this stuff that I, I saw. I am surprised. I was surprised. So there's there's no, there's there's I t- when Sean was like, yeah, I'm going to go see it, I was like, really, that? You know what? Um, um, Sean said, wanted to Sean see said um, I was going to see it the night he left my house because we were doing some sound mixing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to head out and go see a star is born. He's like, really? I'm like, uh, I'm kind of curious. I want to see this shit. I've been, I want, yeah, I've I've been, been seeing some scores, but he's like, "Oh, it looks like Crazy Heart to me," and like, th- not saying, um, no offense, but that was like way off. Like, this yeah. is a is kind of a, I would say it's like La La Land in a way, but not a musical mm-hmm. in the sense that it's emotional impact to relate to being an artist, the themes it explores about popularity and making it. Uh, the scene that made me cry the most, Sean, is all I'm going to say say is there's a stake involved. Dude, that I <laughs> yeah. won't say anymore. There, there's a, there's actually a lot of things that you can um, interpret about that scene. Uh, certain choices where whether it was, I don't want to ruin it, but there, yeah, there's a lot of things that uh, yeah, I think a lot of people can draw from if that scene. Harvey, alone. do you want to go check this movie out? Yeah, I do now. All right, let's go check it out. Um, just I just keep wanting to be a country music singer or a rock music singer. Just. <sighs> Dude, it's so realistic, right? I, I, I would honestly say this is Bradley Cooper's best role to oh, date. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. Like, to date. Um, and also, so the I think Bradley Cooper, the performance is fantastic. I, I love him as well. I, I would say, yeah, Lady Gaga's out of control on this, but Bradley Cooper's already shown that he's really good. That's before. so weird because, like... Dude, isn't this the, surprising? The to small you? moments that I see here in that trailer, like dude, it doesn't rough. look. No, it's brutal. It looks. Dude, yeah, you know it's in the trail. In the trailer, I didn't get any dude, of these fucking worst, emotions. Worst trailer ever. In the trailer, he's like, "I, I like you. I, I want to bring you up on stage and sing." She's like, "I can't sing, no." But like when you actually watch the movie, she's like the most humanistic like person. Like she, she has like a Long think, Island yeah, accent. I think she's that also. Super, obviously it comes from her personal life in terms of like making it as a star and possibly draws her like we catered to her this role but yeah um but i think like where she really shines is not so much like when she's singing obviously she can sing but it's her reactions to certain things like it's a really realistic portrayal of like somebody who is diving into the unknown and she plays that really well this movie is kind of an odyssey and uh definitely gonna be up for shit yeah, and, a lot of shit. And uh, I am so, I feel like icky how much this movie tricked me. I feel gross of how weird. much I like it. Five yeah. out of five? I would say right now, if if this movie would go on to win, win Best Picture at the Oscars, I, be I, I would agree. Yeah. I would As of now, agree. we haven't In terms of like what the Oscars like and versus... Knowing what they like. Knowing yeah. what they like and yeah. versus like the if the film actually holds up. 
I would agree. Yep. It's just the you you expect you, like dude the trailer you expect it to be this this fluff piece. That's why you don't. But there don't was fuck there the was trailer. so much realistic. I friends, there's a running thing in the movie. You know how you and your girl you have like little inside jokes, jokes, and yeah. like things. Like the first time um, they met, he, it's in the trailer. It it's in the trailer uh, where he rolls down the window. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Hey," she's like, I "Just want to get another look at you." <laughs> And you're like, that sounds corny as hell. But she does this thing with her nose. She she runs her finger across her nose because she says she has a big nose. And he's like, I love your nose. I'll touch that nose and shit. So these conversations would really happen. And she do, and every time they'd bring that up, she would do that thing. And I love it. I don't it. know if you guys... If Absolutely you, for, love For it. those who are not, who obviously can't see what's happening, Tom keeps rubbing his nose. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's no, like, he's really getting into I'm it. <laughs> my, I'm doing, the, like, to protrude my nose. Yeah, protrude his nose know. a little bit longer. But she does, like, physically that. Um, it's I'm hard. Check it's this very hard out. to explain yeah. because it's very realistic. Yeah. What's also surprising about the story, um, I'll say lastly, is that it, the transition of time is surprising. Uh, it seems like the story takes place over like five year, four to five years, I would say, uh, and it's portrayed really well because of the dynamic of the story. I would say one thing: if I had to say a negative thing to drop it down in score, which I don't know if I am yet, is that I think the first act moves weirdly, and you kind of lose track of time. You don't understand how long they've been together, um, but that soon wears off by the middle of the movie, and you start to the wheels start rolling in a momentum type fashion and it all makes sense but like they're they would transition to a scene in the first two act or first act and a half where it'd be like wait is this the next day or is this months yeah. later and i think that's just i don't know such a fucking nitpick man i, I love this movie yeah it's good i love, I love it, it. <laughs> yeah. did the tappy cry oh hell yeah yeah dude that's the steak bro we're <laughs> fucking both of us balling dude embarrassing Really? Embarrassing. Yeah. Harvey's not going to watch this movie out of principle. I, I looked over him. and we had like tears here. Also, Dave Chappelle, I thought he was going to be a bigger role. He's not. Yeah. Or, he's, I could have told you that. one scene. I could have definitely told but, you that. But he delivers this natural shit where he stutters and like pauses because he's trying to figure out the right words to say and it's so great. And he should win an Oscar for that. <laughs> it's it is my like life dream for Dave Chappelle to win Oscar, not for me to do anything. I mean, he, he's, he's not. Oscar. He can't be a supporting role. He's his role is way too small for that. But if there was like a a best cameo third, award, third like, <laughs> like ringer, like someone like best cameo <laughs> with with dialogue, he would win that. That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff you're saying is what I've been hearing I'll so far. I'll see the shit with you this, this week <coughs> if you want. But uh, <laughs> the trailer thing, man, like, you know, so I understand. Like, sometimes trailers can be really misleading in I terms of, like, especially with horror movies, as I noticed but here's, as a blade. Here's what I don't understand about the trailer, right? This movie had nothing to hide. For instance, Drive, right? They wanted to hide the fact that it was a slow... Fucking no- art house right. movie. <laughs> this movie has nothing to hide. You know, the I'll thi- love it. Mouth breathers will love it. Like, <laughs> I love that you're putting yourself in this completely no, different rank Any, anybody, as mouth breathers. There's nothing to hide. There's no stylistic choices think, about this movie that make it hard to watch. Yeah, I think they, uh, I think they just probably held back a lot in the trailer to make it seem more appealing. I think it would have appealed even more. I think I would have wanted to see it. That's the thing. When I watched the trailer and if I, I saw wasn't that, a- I heard that gruff voice and I saw him drinking a lot. And I'm like, he's like, I want to watch that. I want to see what Bradley Cooper's up to. 
Like that piqued my interest. Doesn't Bradley Cooper in this movie seems like that? That's Bradley Cooper. Like, like that's him in real life. You, like you, yeah. you watch him in this movie, and then you see an interview with him with his real voice and his hair and his face and shit. I'm like, damn, like he really got he's, into this fucking. You know, character. he's playing a broken character like he does in Silver Linings Playbook. And that's, honestly, it's, I love that movie. I actually think I don't like him at all in that movie. I mean, I like that movie and his performance, but I don't like his character. I like his character. I don't, I don't like think it. anybody should like his character. But this movie is all the bad shit that, like, all the, you know, the terrible shit from that put into a good No, his character. What's wrong with his character in the Silver Linings playbook? Hey, he's, he's a fucking like, asshole. Yeah, yeah, because, because, yeah, it's because we are dicks. Like, that, that's the yeah, thing. You have to look at it around. that way. He's the broadest term. He's you walking don't around. deny that you're not a dick. I'm like, not a dick hate, like that. I hate when people say, like, well, I'm not a dick. I'm like, everyone's an asshole to a certain extent. The average person isn't an asshole like that, though. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think I think it's a naturalistic approach. I don't think it's like I think it's it's not unrealistic. I don't think it's all. I wouldn't hang out with him. Uh, that's for goddamn sure. I would love to party with him in this movie, though. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. It'd be crazy. He's not he's not that bad of a, a drunk in this movie. He just drinks too much. Yeah, like, nothing yeah. wrong with that. Like, but dude, hard. you guys like if. If you don't see this in the next week or so, then you're sleeping on one of the biggest movies of the year, I think. For sure. Ratings? Yeah, can you just drop a score? I, uh, I want to give it a four and a half. Just give it a five, guys. I'm giving it. it a five, bro. Dude, this is getting on my top five for sure. I, with Won't You Be My Neighbor and You Are Never Really Here. This top way. three. Where's first reformed? Probably six, five or six. Bitch! <clears throat> the fuck out of here, dude. That's pretty high. I've seen like 50-something movies. First form should be number one. You know what? Sean, five? Do or how about, coveted, it, Sean. how about that coveted six? You know, I haven't thought about a rating until this moment. You kind of look uh, like I'll, a guy and he's Bradley Cooper in that jacket. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, for that, I'll give it a five. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it, it has some, there's some flaws somewhere in this movie, but you'll be too busy crying to notice them. So. Oh, the tears will be covering all the Yeah, you won't be able to notice them. No. That's happened to me. It's good, man. It's one of those movies that just hits you so fucking hard that you just want to weep. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, Physically. It made, me, it made me think about some other shit. like you're shaking. <laughs> all right. I remember I was when, when it goes black, the whole audience was quiet. You like just any, you hear dead any, silence. You hear any of that? Um, I, I don't think couple, I did. I heard a couple. I heard, yeah. No, I don't think I did. I was planning to go see it this week, but I didn't have time. Let's see of, uh, it. I'll see it with you. Work. All right. Now that we've drained the podcast, I think that movie was worth it, though. But, Dude, I feel uh, like they, they got me good because I was like going around talking all this shit. <laughs> you were throwing <laughs> like, big shit. To like strangers Fuck and shit. Fuck that movie. At the hostel. <laughs> was you going to see that? That was like crap. That's trash. Hot Same, trash. dude. Same. Now I got the fucking soundtrack on repeat. Yeah, dude. There's Sucker. one song. Uh, Can you uh give me your favorite song? Oh, it's what? definitely... Uh, Maybe it's time. Yeah, that one's good. That one's good. I want, I want one that. I also like the one they wrote together. It makes me feel like a real piece of shit. The one they wrote together. It's a good one. I want, I want a really good score that, uh, or track that makes me feel like a real piece of shit. Which is a good one. That one. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. All right. Maybe it's time for the deal. He sounds like Bruce. (laughs) He does in that song. I could definitely see Bruce singing that. All right, Harvey. What 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 movie have you seen? Can you top that, Harvey? (laughs) What shitty horror movie did you watch? Fuck you and everything you have to say right now. What movie wow. did you watch? Yeah, I mean, this <laughs> hair is bullshit. It's I not like, like, just like <laughs> it's not like top five of the year. 
you know, it didn't even top come 20? out. This, it didn't even come out this year. <laughs> top twenty at least. I, I watched the uh, watched the movie called The Lure. It's a <laughs> it's a it's a horror film, but it's uh it's 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 interesting. It's directed by I'm gonna butcher the fuck out of this. It's a Polish movie. It's directed by Ogniska Smoczynska. You know what? I think you did a great job. I think I did too. Actually, I'm probably. You know what this kind of feels like? What? It's like prime time TV, and then like after hours, you put on all the boring shit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like, <laughs> it's like, it's like when you're growing up watching Toonami and Dragon Ball Z is over. You're like, ah, oh, fuck most everything else. <laughs> met, all right, all the I'm most so fucked up part about that joke is that I was genuinely interested in what he was about to say. And I'm so sorry, Harvey. I'm kidding. I just, about me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm not talking shit about you. You didn't make either of these films. It's not your fault. Yeah. Um, I'll read the synopsis really quick because it's it's an interesting movie. Um, two mermaid sisters who end up performing at a nightclub face Never cruel mind. and bloody choices when one of them falls in love with a beautiful young man. <laughs> Never mind, I'm in. I'm back. Oh, in. I know this movie, dude. Yeah, I wasn't gonna, expecting this at all, to be right, honest. I've been wanting to see this for a little bit. Um, I've the weird thing is I I got bought this movie you bought before. It? Well, money? I bought it before, like on Amazon Prime, and like I never watched it, and it like expired, and then um, then I found it on uh, Filmstruck this week, and um, luckily I paid oh, for Filmstruck. Nice. So uh, I'm pretty sure remember. it's on Netflix. Um, I don't think it's on Netflix, but um, yeah, this movie like actually like parallels um, like the overarching uh, plot of like the actual uh, fairy tale of The Little Mermaid. Um, it was written by like uh, this uh. Finnish guy, I believe. Um, I think it like parallels that original story much more closely than uh, the Disney version. The story is radically different in a number of ways, though. Um, we we have like two main characters, both are mermaids, and they happen to be sisters. They both come ashore in 1980s Poland. They were like lured and and uh, enchanted by the human world, much like Ariel and in The Little Mermaid. Like the folklore, both are really beautiful and alluring, and they possess these seductive and captivating voices that men can't resist, and they get really horny for and dive into waters and get killed. So naturally, these two girls happen to be discovered. Uh, on the beach that night by some nightclub singers so they're brought into the business and become this popular attraction at this really shitty nightclub spot um the movie allows that uh that that story to help it do some really interesting things like genre genre uh wise it like really naturally uh, blends like conventions of like fantasy and horror, but it still maintains itself as a musical somehow. It's a really weird and interesting, interesting mix of genres, but it works really well for this story and, and for this plot. This is so interesting. Like fucking musical. Yeah. It's a musical horror fantasy. It's a lot of shit going on. Yeah, it is. It also explores very real and grounded things too. Like, because these are young female characters, even though they're mermaids, it, it, it explores like the sexuality and transitioning into adulthood and, and love and these really grounded and non-fantasy sort of themes. One of my favorite things about this movie is uh, the tone. It It's more like closely aligned with the mermaid fairy tale than like, like the Little Mermaid, the Disney version. It doesn't shy away from showing like the ugliness and... Um, 
and um, like the internal and uh, external clashes of these two carnivorous mermaids like coming into this world it's it's um it's it's really interesting because they're like really like coveted and exploited for their for their beauty by the people in this nightclub owner um but at the same time they're also kind of feared and hated because of their difference and that and that beauty and there's like a satire there that's really smart and cleverly used that i that i really enjoy um the production design in this movie is incredible it reminds me of um like the world it's world looks very similar to uh shape of water but like an updated like 1980s version um i was actually pretty impressed i don't know what the budget was for this but it was done really well and it um it's also accompanied by this synth heavy soundtrack because it is set in the 80s and um it's like steeped in this uh yeah no you can't go wrong with some the uh, sister element sounds a little bit like byzantium it it is very similar to byzantium um i haven't seen that movie in a while but uh it was great i mean i remember enjoying that movie a lot when yeah. i first saw it it's it's really similar to byzantium um like the especially the dynamics between the two sisters you have one that is more i would say experienced yeah, they're the same age, but one oh, is yeah. definitely like more experienced in yeah. terms of like the world and um, yeah. and what her place is in, it. and the other one is a little bit more naive, and um, she happens to fall in love with the boy, and then the it, boy. and then you really see like the dynamics between like their, their two character differences play out, and how they're handling the situation and handling humans, yeah, and ways to like behave around them. One is much more like docile and compliant, and and just chill and and the other one's obviously not and she wants to be a mermaid she doesn't want to compromise being a mermaid to to get her legs but the other one um i feel like i feel like this sounds like what disney always tries to do with their remakes like they always try to update it like live action dark gritty you know yeah this one's much but but i feel like this is what they want to do but they realize they can't because they won't sell as much tickets (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I don't think they'd be able don't, to do I don't, it. I don't know. I don't think this is on anybody at Disney's radar, if I'm honest. This was oh, yeah. uh this is very dark and, and very bloody. Very um dirty too. Um sounds like fun. But but the world that they build is really interesting and it's really uh really complete, I think. Um especially like you look at like the internal shots of like the sets in the uh in the club, it's like this really dirty yeah glamorous club um i don't know if that makes sense but it, it it's like um everything's really shitty but it's like polished really nice and has these really funky colors like like veneers almost and um i kind of think that like really sets the tone for the story and the characters the characters themselves are like these grotesque and dangerous uh monsters that happen to have really beautiful bodies and faces I got some bad stuff. I I don't really like the love story that happens here. That the that the plot is mainly about. It doesn't feel very very real. I don't think they. It seems like it's kind of a little bit of a crutch in a way to have some kind of story um, or like well, some kind of like climax or the way you're describing it. At least I feel like there's so much there think, that could like the story could be built around. But like a love story, seems yeah. Like I mean, not I, one thing. I don't like. I don't dislike it because of that. I think that part was probably necessary because what they are doing is like rebuilding that that old folk tale yeah. and that story. 
So I think that's necessary, but I think that just the 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 interactions could have been very different between mm. those two characters to make that love feel more more real and uh, believable. Um, I think there are a lot of supporting characters in this, and I think they're like too prominent, too part of the story instead of uh, focusing more on the on the mermaids. And um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I I just hate musicals. So am I the only one on this podcast so, who likes musicals? I'm pretty. Uh, I'm leaning towards the hatred part. Yeah, I love musicals. I, I love me a good musical. Like Les Mis. Oh, I love it. Fucking do it. I love it. I can't do it, dude. There's Every times, line of dialogue song. There's times on the train where I'm like sitting there, I'm like, he's like, you know what? I'm in for a good musical. I'll put on some like Les Mis or something. La La Land's okay, but, yeah. but Jesus but, Christ, though. Or like Rent. <sighs> Great. Love well, it. yeah. So since this movie is a musical, um, yeah, I think some of the songs, I just had, I just have a lot of complaints about some of the songs, but I think the like the choreography is pretty cool in the um and like the set design again and how that facilitates the uh the the musical side of this movie i think that stuff was done very well but since it is inherently a musical i have to knock some points off for that but it is a good musical i'd like this way more than i like les mis or fucking rent if i'm honest um i give it like a three and a half out of five um i think people at this table would enjoy it i think people that are up for something this new. type of shit, but yeah, I don't think this would work on a on a wide commercial base. Like a <laughs> yeah, I think the D- Disney's version is definitely more successful for a reason. Yeah, um, it, it appeals to the it appeals to more like it just goes for like the safest thing ever. I feel like they they have this a sad attempt to try to make it dark and gritty, but they just keep it so just safe and muted and it's just like oh this is, seems so disingenuous yeah. to what you're trying yeah. to do oh uh, you guys um ready to talk about first man uh yes sir real quick uh one more thing about a star is born <laughs> you're a piece of shit <laughs> well i just wanted to take another look at it <laughs> uh we forgot you. to mention two of the like one of the greatest supporting two great supporting roles from sam elliott and uh andrew dice clay Plays Lady Gaga's father. Yeah. Andrew Dice Clay is amazing. In yeah, this movie. and plays. Sam Elliott. Yeah, he's incredible. Sean, did you feel something when Sam Elliott backed out of the driveway? Dude, I was actually thinking about that scene. That because is powerful. Well, not even that though. Y'all are the the decision too for many scenes. Huh? Y'all are referencing too many. Sorry. Scenes. Okay, yeah, it's a powerful scene, but the 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 direction just to have him actually pull out of the driveway and not have him sit there. Uh, it's powerful. Yes, because any other, stop. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Harvey. It's Just, fine. Yeah. Um, let's talk first, man. Here's a clip. First man to walk on the moon. That'd be something. We've chosen a job so difficult, requiring so many technological developments. We're gonna have to start from scratch. If this flight is successful, you'll go down in history. What kind of thoughts do you have about that? We're planning on the flight being successful. That was a wonderful clip, right, guys? C. <sighs> That's the best clip we had so far. Okay. Uh, First Man was directed by Damien Chazelle. I know uh, him. Do you? Yeah. Like, personally? 
No, I know what movies he's done. Oh, okay. Uh, here's the synopsis. I'm going to read the, uh, the little tagline, too. A one giant leap into the unknown. Uh, a look at the life of an astronaut, Neil Armstrong, and the legendary space mission that led him to become the first man to walk on the moon on July 20th, 1969. Ryan Gosling is the first man. He plays Neil Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Also stars uh, Claire Foy as Janet Armstrong. Has some uh, pretty good supporting cast. Um, Jason Clark is in this. Christopher Abbott, who I did not expect to see. That Kyle was, that was Shandler, interesting. Right? Yeah. yeah, Kyle Chandler. It's a pretty good cast. Um, who wants to go first? I'd like to take the leap here. Okay. <laughs> um, Whoa! Like <laughs> yeah. Mankind. So this movie, um, as you can tell, the trailer explains it pretty well. It tells the story of NASA and Neil Armstrong's life. Um, leading up to the point of being the first man on the moon, it's, it chronicles the story of how NASA got there, the trials and tribulations. Uh, it also di- uh, um, dives into Armstrong's life in in a way that I guess the public never really knew, from what I understood. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. That's the story, really. But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say this is um, probably the most remarkable filmmaking I've seen since The Revenant. As I was walking out the theater, I was telling myself, um, this is a perfect movie um, in terms of filmmaking, story, and how I felt about it. Um, and I'm, I would love to see this movie again on a bigger screen. I saw it at Woonsbrook Theater, but I feel like it wasn't justice. I, I was real quick. I don't, I don't want to cut in, but I'm gonna agree with what you said. Like, I definitely want to see this again, but in a fucking big screen. Like, I need to be absorbed. Yeah. Kids Bay. So yeah, um, I just wanted to get it out there that I absolutely love this movie. I think that is perfect. I actually don't have one criticism of this. This was a um, this was a good for week for you then. Yeah, it was a good week for me. Um, this is actually one of the most like satisfying theater experience I've had in terms of like watching a movie and being engaged and just not having any sense of like my surroundings. Uh, as soon as the movie starts, you're just hooked in. The first scene is. Um, <coughs> is Ryan Gosling's character, Neil Armstrong, in this cockpit. And we never really leave the cockpit, and it's just being there with him, and you feel it, and you, fe- you feel anxiety and fear, and it's satisfying, and it's beautiful. Like That might be the best it's, scene it's pro- it's yeah, pro- When he hits that fucking horizon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, when he hits that horizon. Um, but it, it's such a crazy achievement for them to actually put the audience in that position and to be well-earned, like, and, and it's well done. I loved it. Uh, I would love to see it again. I, I, I'm probably definitely going to go see it again. Um, yeah, I love it. I, um, you guys go. I'm actually surprised uh, that you uh, you liked it that much. I liked it a lot, actually. I would say I was, it's one of my favorite movies in like a decade or so. That's I was great. Un- I was unsure how you guys would feel about it. Um, I want to talk about it really quick, if that's okay. Go for it. Uh, <laughs> Let me just I think uh, throw it out there real usually quick. Usually like the person hosting waits till the end or something. but um, No rules. I th- yeah, I like the... I like the the design of this movie and the structure of it, it it functions like less as like a historical drama and more as like a character study on Neil Armstrong and like the type of the type of person that he was, I think. Um It's a very they silent man. They focus a lot on like building a complete character here instead of like just a telling of like the facts and, and, and everything that happened. They showed like how determined and obsessive and um I don't know, even like how selfish this this man was. And um I think that's definitely my favorite aspect of the movie. 
Um, yeah, and it doesn't uh, it doesn't hurt that this is also one of the most beautiful movies that I've seen in quite a while. Uh, I can't help but compare compare it naturally to uh, Gravity. That's because Gravity is also a, a, a space movie that has a lot of beautiful shots and shots in space. Um, I think that this one isn't as grand and as like technically, I guess, impressive as, as Gravity. However, I think the emotions that come along with those shots in this movie are, are, are definitely more impactful for me. And I, feel, I actually feel something when... Like he's getting into the into the cockpit and like blasted off into space. It's like a real time, like two minute fucking shot, and it's it's really claustrophobic. And there's so many tight shots in this movie that were just fucking impressive. And like the actual the the audio and the and the visuals and seeing being able to see out of like the windows. I think it's much more um it's it's much more impactful than than like uh i don't know the the shots that i saw in gravity and seeing it like from a distance like being actual being actually there and like in first person mm-hmm. i think it was just uh it was done really fucking well and it had my heart beating pretty hard um it's just visually amazing yeah and it's it's strange how they're a- like they were able to create a environment and replicate that era and like all the, the the vehicles and the cockpits and all that stuff, you're able to like feel like not just a, a visual aspect, but like an emotional anxiety level. Like yeah. feel like what the fuck they're going through and like the, them going into like this unknown of like, we're probably going to die maybe. It looks terrifying. It yeah. is terrifying. And uh, yeah, I think this movie, I think this movie did it in a more realistic way than, than previous space movies. Uh, yeah. like gravity I keep naming gravity but that's the only one I, would, I can um, think of right now I, w- I would add to that by saying um, there's a the pivotal moment this isn't a spoiler because you know the guy goes to the fucking moon alright so well, he goes to the moon <clears throat> um, it's still up for debate well right uh, but <laughs> I was so, actually so I was there's gonna, the I was moment I ask you guys that question at the end we'll, we'll get to it nah I don't have an opinion on you it you mean like when the door opens uh, no 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 just the whole scene just the whole Great sequence scene. of him god that was Going to the moon could have been shot in a triumphant way. Like, we're doing it. But really, all you feel is fear. And you could tell that, like, all he's thinking about is, like, fuck, am I going to die? That's that's the. And, like, it's so negative. And it's great because I feel like, as excited as you may be, it sounds cool to go to the moon in theory. But when the time comes, it's like, fuck, dude. When I was watching that scene. I was I was still getting scared, even though I know what the fuck happens. I, right, I took a history class, <laughs> but I know he doesn't die. But at the same time, I was still getting real, really anxious, and like my palms were sweating and shit. Um, it's just shot so well and so. I, I I think that's just good storytelling. It's how the way the how the way the direction was kind of building up to those moments. If you think about it, throughout the whole film, it's all shot in a very very much like first person perspective when he's in the cockpit. Or when some, it's very, like you said before, tight, claustrophobic. And we're seeing these constant failures. And even though you know it's coming to that point near the end of the film, the film has already taught you already, like, is like, is like to fear. Like, it's it built in that fear for you already. Like, anything could happen. And I think uh, I think that's the, 
the greatest achievement uh, achievement of this is that it, it's able to make the audience have that anxiety throughout the movie when he's in space. I felt uncomfortable. I was just like, "Is like when are you gonna get back down?" And that's the most natural feeling most people would have if you think about it. We all would love to go to space. I would assume, like, we all love to have that experience. But guess what? Like, imagine being up there. What was the one thing you do want to get? You like, I can't kind of wait to get back a little bit. Like, get back on the ground. Yeah, I think be on be on the ground and the the wind blowing in your face and having these like experiences. I don't know. I think this film just does a great job with sound design and just having just the ability just to have all these emotions running through you throughout the the film. Like, especially when you're in. Yeah. The cockpit. Like. I think, uh, you know, it's weird though. I, th- I still think, um, I'd probably say that out of the four of us, I liked it the least, judging by your guys' uh, reactions on it. Um, I still think this is a great movie. Uh, but here's the thing I got Spiely vibes, Spielberg vibes. Hmm. Uh, really? I actually got Ron yeah. Howard vibes. I got, Sp- but guess what? Credits roll, executive producer, Steven Spielberg. It was weird. I kind of, something was off to me. And I think what was off was like the the family scenes and stuff. I think overall, I I found myself. I'm just being honest, and this may not be the case for you. This could be a personal thing, but I found myself waiting for those scenes to end because I just want to get back to the science and what I want to go back to the meeting room where we're discussing how to do it with NASA. And I feel like I didn't get quite enough of that, and I still didn't quite understand everything. I don't. I don't disagree. I think the I think like the family part of this movie and like the relationships between um, his his wife and uh, his kids, even though th- it is emphasized that there is kind of a lack of, of relationship there. I think right. that that wasn't handled the best. But um, yeah, like I said, I think the strongest element to me is that this is like kind of a character study of Neil Armstrong and who he was. And I think that those those moments where he's alone and then in the, in the spaceships and those are my favorite parts as well. Him actually trying to, I would trying say, to do this. I would say this much. Uh, I'll be, cause I, I would say at the beginning, I would say, let me start out this way. Uh, I teared up hard at the end, like super hard. Maybe cause I, I, I was, o- I, didn't, I was overwhelmed. Like, really? I, be, yeah, because Wait till you see I, a star is born. I didn't tear up at all in this movie. <laughs> it's be, I think it's because I, those family moments, I understood, I understood why they were, like how the way I I got why they were shot the way they were shot. Uh, I don't think they were too drawn out. I think they were really well paced. I think this movie is the epitome of like, I was, <laughs> it's like no filler whatsoever. It is all just like, it it, it is what it is. Like everything. No I, filler? I don't think so at all. Hmm. I don't, uh, there was not a point not where I sat. sure we needed all of those family scenes. I think we did right. because it helped us understand who he was. Yeah, I, I, I agree think, with and, you. And, and, and there's, and, and that ending sequence, like I don't care, like I would honestly admit like those moments built up to that final scene where I was just like, I teared up because it was just like, holy shit. And you understood, like you understood everything from that point on like right. you get what drove him a it's little bit it's definitely like and everything and that you're saying has impact i guess yeah but, yeah um, that, and that's what i'm saying like it's like even though you can't inherently relate you still can understand and be empathetic as a person i guess and uh and yeah i feel like this movie really didn't have moments where it was just like all right i'm bored let me keep moving on no i wanted th- i like those moments i like the scene in his office where 
his wife, uh, Claire Foy, she was like yelling at him. I love that scene. Oh, that's, I it was well, great. The, that scene's good. That was great. I, I, was I just wasn't like, talking was, about that one. That oh, one's no, no, definitely I, necessary and great. Yeah. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, all that stuff, like, I think each scene built upon another. Like, it's just all building up to this greater moment. And I think that's what I mentioned earlier, where it's just like the film teaches you or, like, puts it there from the beginning, where it's like, he's like, space is dangerous. This is what he's doing is dangerous. And that's why you feel anxiety in the end, is because throughout the film, you're being shown that. And you're experiencing that. And I think in an instance, like his family experiences and the thing that happens to him at the end or like his own experience is built throughout the film. Like everything happens for a reason and helps the overall story. But so. none of you have talked about the best part of the movie. And that's the best. This song should go up for best song. Whitey on the moon. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> fucking great. Whitey on the moon. <laughs> oh, my God. I love Whitey on the moon. You know what's crazy? That. I like... All right, so this is that was one of my favorite touches. Actually, this I, is I, had a, I, I, I thought that it, I thought there was a possibility, like if they showed like, um, like the protest against against the uh, moon landing and the moon race, that that song might come up, and it did. It, it's funny because like Whitey on the Moon comes up, but little. All right, so this is off topic or about, not about the movie, but the previous night, the the previous night, I called Tom Whitey. I'm like. Oh, like, I forgot yeah. what we were referencing, but I called you Whitey for some reason. Then the next day I watched this movie and I'm like, Whitey on the moon. I'm like, oh, that's so good. Hmm. I, I love that it. song. It's just very, it has a nice ring and like flow to it. It's just I like the Can't, you know, $50 a week, but Whitey on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I think it shows, <laughs> I think, I think it uh, helps at least understand both sides of the conflict. Like, you want them to succeed. You want NASA to, to, to keep making these leaps. But on the flip side, it's just like people are fucking, you know, struggling. And, you know, this is what it's the kind of sad, though, that it's like one we, or the other. We are we're lacking in the space exploration department so much. Um, and the only reason we were so vigilant before was because we had pride against Russia. Yeah. It's kind of sad, right? Kind of yeah. takes away from some of the a little bit of the glory. Yeah. A lot of this was just fueled by pride. What? Yeah, it's like what Russia first. <laughs> also, yeah, from like a, uh, from like a, I, I don't know, like a, like a power perspective. Yeah, like the technology behind getting to the moon and shit. And also, it's kind of a, like we're more more powerful than you, and we can definitely. It's beat a statement you in a war. for sure. Statement for sure. It's uh, it's it's competition. Uh. No Man. matter how you want to look at it, it competition breeds. Well, you, that's why something. George Carlin said, "Like rockets are shaped like dicks for a reason." Yeah, never thought of it that <laughs> way. Bombs are shaped like dicks. <laughs> just prick waving, he says. Uh, George Carlin just teaching us lessons beyond the grave. It's goddamn genius. <laughs> um, yeah, I hate to go back to uh, yeah talking about just Ryan Gosling and uh, how good I think his performance was. But I think it was really fucking well done, and um, the camera, like the, the camera, there were so many tight shots in this movie, specifically in the cockpit. But um, even outside of the cockpit as well, I think this movie shot really closely, and he's emoting a lot, and he's um, he, he's showing us how like terrified he is. Um, I just think he did a did a great job, and um, also I think the uh, like the elements dealing with the family and dealing with his um I don't know, like absence from the family, I suppose, or his yeah his like disposition. 
was also done very, very well. And I think it was handled very well in the writing. Um, I'm, I was surprised by this movie, actually. I thought it would be, I actually thought it would be more Spielberg S, but I, I, I don't, I don't think I got I a whole lot of it. And I think the only reason we're saying Spielberg S is because last, uh, I would say the beginning of this year, I guess last year, technically. The Post? The Post, yeah. And it we feels thought, like we thought it, it was going to be more of like more of a fluff biopic. And this is a little bit more hard hitting and a little yeah, bit more. I don't th- some of the NASA scenes feel a little posty to me. Not really. It wasn't a never bit. a moment where you're just like, this is cheesy. I've never I, felt I don't this think the cheesy. post was cheesy. I thought the post was well done. It was just dry as fuck. Yeah, I don't I didn't I don't I didn't get I didn't get any of that. Um I thought this was kind of um not necessarily radical, but but uh it was it was different from what I expected. I think it was more brave than I thought it would be. I th- Hmm. The, I thought the I was focus thinking Damon Ch- Chazelle would be. Uh, I thought they, there'd be a little bit more style behind it. I th- Not with this film. I don't I think he was going to do it because Spielberg was involved. That's I, why I thought there was a decent amount of style, and I think that it was brave, like in terms of the way they handled his character and how they portrayed him. Um, he wasn't like this cookie cutter, cutter American hero or anything. He was this guy that had like his own his own Personal problems, <laughs> and, and he wasn't like the best fucking father the best dad he wasn't like the best husband but it 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 sort of showed like what type of person i guess it would have it would have taken to even do this or to to even go to step foot on the moon first i can i can relate with it's like more than just him as like a neil astronaut the the the, uh or neil armstrong the astronaut it made his character relatable at least with in terms of like some somehow or sometimes when you get obsessed yeah. with something and you're like driven by something like nothing else matters i think he's able to capture that very well yeah. where like really nothing th- to him mattered other than getting or doing this one goal i think what i meant by post it was i think some of the the characters um besides ryan gosling were felt like they were out of a spielberg historical yeah. remake like but there kyle were, chandler uh who's the guy that plays buzz aldrin oh yeah Didn't really care for him Stuff yeah, like no, that. But I think I think it's in the writing as well. Like he was kind of a dick. Just like he just says the wrong thing. Yeah, just the way it comes off in the film and, and then um, I know uh, but I do I understand what you're saying though, most definitely. It does come off a little bit Spielberg, but I think inherently works because it's not at that level where it's like they're characters. They're just yeah. pe- they everyone seems very just much like people in this film. They don't seem like mo- like like movie characters, like you're like, oh, this is over dramatic. This is over, you know, it's overall like, why these these people don't exist? Yeah. <laughs> you I know, think, I think that first scene alone though is enough to make this. Worth, it caught my attention. Yeah. I was like sitting there, just like la- I was like laying, you know, you know, when you go to AMC Village Seven, you got the recliner seats, you're laying in back, you know, it's it's very comfortable. But once that first scene, I put up my seat a little bit. Stood up. I was just like, "All right, yeah. well, I'm invested." I was sitting up a few times in this movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's like you have to pay attention. You can't just like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, I think uh, I think one of the weak points for me is the supporting characters. Um, I think that some of them. Uh, it's difficult to talk about this without, uh, I guess, spoiling some some shit. But um, yeah, some of the characters come and go, and I think that the relationship. Uh, between them and like Neil Armstrong, they could have been stronger at at times because they're 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 looking for this uh, this like emotional uh, payoff with these characters, and I think that sometimes like the relationship between 
that character and Neil Armstrong and and the way we perceive that relationship wasn't like really justified for like the, the, the sad emotional events that they were supposed to be. So I think that um, they could have done a better job at strengthening those characters and um, like I think establishing the relationships better. Um, I do agree that the guy that played, I think his name is Corey Stoll actually. Yeah, that's his, that's that guy that plays Buzz Aldrin. I think yeah, his character was hand, handled in a weird way. And I'm curious what I'm actually curious what Buzz Aldrin thinks of this movie, and because he looked like kind of a dick in this. Um, you know, it's crazy. I remember yeah. like writing when I was in grade school. Uh, we end up sending uh, Buzz a, a poster from our class, and like we all wrote him letters. You ripped that shit right in the trash. Um, and it's just weird because I'm watching this fucking movie and I'm just like, it's like, man, we wrote letters to this dude like when we were in class. I'm like, probably wiped his ass with him. Probably. <laughs> he's like, like, this guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't a complete piece of shit in this movie, but, it was but he was funny. like, he was kind of a dick. And I'm curious what he thinks about it. But um, I think I think there were, there were one like there was one character that I did like was a uh, Jason Clark character. Uh, Edward Higgins. Uh, He's right. I, I well, yeah, he wasn't amazing, but I did like him just because Jason he. Clark he pr- is always just fucking right on the line for me. Yeah, <laughs> he just, wasn't like phenomenal, but the, not his portrayal. But it was just his character in particular, like how he was this person that you're. He he was kind of like your your way in to understanding who uh, uh, Neil was. You know, he was just like you know you saw like a little bit of that outside conflict, but we never understood truly what was that going is, on. That is true because. And because there's like a couple moments where he like tries to talk about his past and you know Neil doesn't really talk about it and he's very much a reserved man. That is true. Yeah, I, I agree like in the way that he treats when in the way that he treats that character you do learn a lot more about his character because you weren't really getting it from uh if Claire the, Foy like the wife. You did, Their yeah, interactions you get, weren't as like revealing of exactly. Neil Armstrong's character. So I think I think I think Jason Clark's character was able to be that gateway a bit so you understood a little bit from an outsider's point of view, like what is going on? Like who is this guy? So uh, I think from that point of view, I, I, I liked his character a lot. Everyone else seemed very much kind of just placeholder or just needed to be there to push the story forward. Yeah, um, and, uh, I thought really. Yeah, I thought Christopher Abbott was playing Buzz Aldrin when I first saw him, and I, I got kind of excited about that. I think um, not that I don't like uh, I forget the other guy's name. Corey uh, Stahl. Yeah, Corey Stahl. He's okay, but. Yeah, I think Chris Rabbit. I didn't expect to see him in this movie at all, and I think it would have been pretty interesting if he played Buzz uh, in, in, in a much different way, though less dicky douchey. Way. <laughs> uh, how have do you we, seen I'm, him in anything besides wrist cutters? Who is that his name? Corey Stahl. I've seen. Yeah, I've seen him in a few things. He was in a. He was in Girls for a little Almost bit too. Famous. Yeah. He's a. He's not a bad actor, actually. I. Yeah, his character was just strange in this. Outside of him being like. A, a dick Buzz Aldrin, but oh no, I'm not talking about him. Who I'm talking about the kid from Wrist Cutters who's in this, who who plays um, what's his name? He plays Elliot. Elliot, yeah, the almost famous guy. Um, I don't know. You've seen Wrist Cutters, right? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't. Yeah, you I don't see remember. him. Oh, it's uh, it's Patrick. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I know exactly. I'm like looking at it right now. No, uh, it, it's so weird because I was like, "Sitting, like, why, why have I seen this guy before? Like, where, yeah, where have I that, seen him?" Yeah, I do. Yeah, now and I know then, who uh, that is, yeah, and you know who else had that same effect in uh, the guys who was Watch in uh, Attack Girls? Oh, 
What about the uh, Mars attack guy? It. Mars attacks? Yeah, the what's it? fuck? I can't remember these. Pablo. I don't remember their name. Oh yeah. It, um. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to say about this movie? Uh, visually, I think it was uh, really well shot. There, like we mentioned earlier, was that scene when they open up the airlock to go on the moon. I think it was like that was beautiful. That transition from like, again, sound design is a very big component in this film, and I think you need to watch it in a big with a big screen with Lucas great Haas speakers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was in this as well. Uh, because that transition from the airlock or like not the airlock, but from the uh, the landing. Yeah, over to the actual moon was great. There, yeah, there, it, this is a uh, yeah. It shot it shot really well, and the sound design is. I'm pretty sure they shot on is, film. Is amazing. Yeah, Tom, it, can it, you confirm? It looks like film. Well, it didn't really look like film to me. Looks um, a little uh, Alexa. You think so? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you don't, it's, you don't it, get those like weird creamy colors on film. That is that is true. Well, um, there's one shot in particular when he. It's not really a spoiler. We've seen the trailer. There's this. He was testing something and he crash lands. Uh, this this little. This movie looks too hard to shoot on film. To be honest, I don't think they would have wasted this their moon time. rover or this moon lander, this prototype, and the, the way the flames and the smoke rises and it's just how the way that it mm-hmm. captures the color. It looked like something that would be shot on film, and that's the only reason I'm saying it. Just because I very strictly remember. Uh, Damn, you might be right. Uh, Dunkirk had that same beautiful look when it comes to like fire. I don't know what it is when when you shoot fire and smoke on film. It looks fucking beautiful. God, Especially damn if it's it, like you're right. Actual fire. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. so fucking like it's so gorgeous. And then when you have that bunch of show offs in Hollywood, when you have that film. when you have that contrast of that blue sky, it looks this, fucking beautiful. That makes this so much more impressive now. Um, yeah, like it's just it's just something about film, man. That color, holy fucking shit. Anyway. Are we done talking how uh, how beautiful this movie looks? It's getting pretty dark here. In the lighting. The lighting, not the, light- the subject matter. Yeah, not the yeah, subject yeah. matter. Yeah, the yeah I think here. that's all I have to say. I, I, you know, I, I said the things I didn't like about it, um, only to express that I probably won't score it as high as the rest of you guys. But uh, overall, very glad to have watched it. I honestly, though, I, I think A Star is Born would win, should win the Oscar over this. <laughs> Goddamn. God damn, man! You love this just movie. for the just those those performances. Is that this make your you new American Honey? It might be, dude. It's weird. You know what? I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but like those performances that make you feel so warm and fuzzy. And I stuff. refuse to uh, watch it. You guys want to score it? Sure. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a solid uh, four out of five, man. I think there's oh, a shit. lot. I, I think this is overall. Five. I think this is overall just a really well structured film. Where's that extra star, though, bro? Uh, I want to hear the negatives. Tell me all of them. You Be honest. I mean, the thing is, at the end of the day, I know that this is not like a movie that resonated with me. I think, a, like I said before, yeah, it's a just five a feeling, right? Yeah, a five is something that's just like emotionally evokes something. Even though in the end, really got me. Uh, I don't know if there's something I will constantly go back it's to. Also, what helps not resonate with me is knowing that our space program is basically it fucking dismantled. At it's this basically point. non-existent at this point. <laughs> and the SpaceX. whole time, the whole time I was thinking, I'm like, well, Elon Musk needs to really figure this shit out. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? That's all I was thinking. Then I realized, I'm like, well, he's probably not going to figure anything out for a while. Yeah. He's too busy. What about you, Sean? Sounds like five out of five. Yeah, it's a five out of five. It actually reminds me a lot of one of my favorite movies, um, a beautiful Apollo Mind. 13. Oh. Uh, it's shot in a very similar way in a very tight space. Uh, the characters are kind of similar as well. Uh, I love this movie. Um, highly recommend. It's 
Um, I would say it's one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, Jeez. Goddamn. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I would say it hit me in a, a more hard emotional level than A Star is Born. And uh, I think it should win Best Picture. I think Star is Born, the way you guys are talking about it, and then this film, I think, is they're both going to be like up, up like fr- front runners. I don't, think it, I don't think it hit me as emotionally. Only because, like, I don't know if it's just knowing the story. Are you going to give this a three? No, I'm not going to give it a three. I was actually going to give it a four. Oh, okay. And like I said, those things that I didn't like about it keep it from being that perfect five stars. But it's not the post. I didn't say it was like the post in that way. I just think it uh, it had some, some sprinkles in there. And then when I... It was so weird because I was thinking it a lot. Spielberg, get out of here, dude, man. No one, one the, wants this shit. I actually, I, I, I actually don't think that Spielberg had any influence over this movie. What I think is that Damon Chazelle had, was drawn influences from Ron Howard's movies and early Spielberg biopics. I don't think... Um, I don't, I don't think know, that man. he. I, I don't agree with that. I don't I see, see it. I could see him in his big I, nose I th- on set. I think set. that. Uh, I Jesus. I, I didn't really see it either. <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah, I think uh, Damon Chazelle is drawn in heavy influences from Apollo 13. I'm just Ron thinking, Howard. I'm thinking and Beautiful Mind. I actually think Whiplash is his best movie. Whiplash is great. I, I, the, I would say the I would, style, the ambience, and the emotional impact. I would, I would agree that Whiplash is my favorite movie from him. Yeah, yeah easily. And then I would say like. La La Land and this is really neck and neck for me. Yeah, I enjoyed both. I would, like yeah. It's hard for me to really pick one of the other. Really just though. because there's elements in La La Land which I really love and there's elements from this I really love. So it's like, I don't know, I can't really compare at this point. Mm-hmm. Apples to oranges, right? Bitch, that phrase don't make no sense. Why can't fruit be compared? All right, Harley, what's your, uh, what's your score? It's a three and a half. Or, I'm sorry, a four and a half for me. Um, I was hoping for a three and a half. <laughs> uh, no, I really, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, not only visually, but uh, yeah, Ryan Gosling's performance, as I said, and the way that uh, Neil Armstrong's character was uh, designed and, uh, and and just written. It didn't so, seem hokey. Yeah. No, it it didn't seem uh, also. It didn't seem Hollywood at all. Yeah, or like it could have been very uh, very bland and very fake. You know, it could have been like a. It could have gave given him like that American hero treatment bullshit. I hate that. But they actually, I th- I think he was a, a a real character that I could s- sort of relate to, but also one that I could understand and believe. Um, I bet if he was alive, they would have done that. Who knows? I should also say that a big portion of why I really enjoy this movie is because of the subject. Um, I'm a big. I, I I've done some heavy research throughout my life. All right, this is where the question comes. In. Let's ask the question around the table then. Do you believe it happened? Yes, I believe. Tom, to my to my knowledge, yeah. Research. Here's why I believe it. I I think I don't think we're that good at keeping secrets. That's <laughs> really what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. Okay, um, so none of us believe in the conspiracy yeah. that Kubrick was hired to yeah, film think, the moon landing. I think I think that happening, the government hiring Stanley Kubrick to direct. So you do believe that? No, no. I'm saying no. I'm, oh, what I'm oh, saying oh. is that that the government hiring Stanley Kubrick to direct. Uh, a video to pretend that we went on the moon is more difficult and more elaborate. Well, not only that, it's, he's a better filmmaker. Than it's that. More, that video wasn't that good. Yeah, it's, more, <laughs> it's it's more ridiculous than us actually going to the moon. I think. Yeah, I think that's way more ridiculous. I feel like he's such a diff- I feel like he'd be so difficult to work with in terms of like his artistry and like getting things the way he wants it. 
that it just wouldn't have been this like very secretive thing. Like people would have known about it. Here's the thing. Uh, I'll make a good point about that. Um, yes, I do believe we actually went to the moon. And yes, you do have the, the, the controversy and you listen to like a lot of the um, arguments as to why or evidence that w- they don't believe that we went to the moon. And then you also, you also, you also think about what people choose not to believe. Uh, what's going on today, a good portion of the population believe that the world is flat, right? Yeah. I don't think a good population is accurate. All right. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. I think say. that's a very small subgenre. I don't know. I, I, I don't know, man. Listen. I've been doing a lot of research in this flat earth shit. A <laughs> lot of... Too many... Too much. Too much people. Yeah, but you're, you're looking at I was, a mass listen, part I was, of one small But group. also, yeah, the, the majority there's of probably the world... More, be, there's probably more Nazis than there are uh, The majority of the world believes yeah. that we did go to the moon, right? And I think that could be... The, the other side could be scaled to, the, to reflect the people who believe that the earth is flat. I'm just saying, when I was climbing uh, Mount Marcy, there was this guy behind us, and he said, he's like, you know what? This makes you really believe in uh, the Earth is actually flat. So, I mean... That was me. That was you, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you full of shit. <laughs> Dude, I've, it's true, though, I, right? I've been following all these uh, pages on uh, Instagram about uh, these flat art pages and like people who believe in Have it. Have you been... Fl- some, some of their arguments are brutal. Dude, just straight science is just... It's gone. Elementary. It's not, not not even there. It's weird. There's one. There's one. Um, really quick before we move on. There's one where uh, they show a picture of a building, like a scale of like a hotel, like a really big hotel, and then it's like on the curvature of the Earth, and they're like, okay, so if this w- if the Earth was uh, a, a circle, a sphere, why is the l- the level of this building straight? Why is it flat? But then I'm aware of all these arguments. But that's so that is the most absurd one I've seen just because you take the sheer size of scale of earth and the land mass and how spread out land mass is in general it doesn't correlate to a building. That's like taking like um uh an atom and putting it on a tennis ball and expecting it to curve with the ball. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah, I, I get it. It's what brutal. You're Honestly though, you could you can take a basketball and get a very tiny cube, and you can balance it. And you on can, a flat and, it would, and it would lay flat on the basketball. <laughs> it makes you think, like, damn, these people are actually stupid. Yeah, it's just they've been subjected to some cult-like beliefs. You know, it's like there goes a whole uh, flat earthers audience. They're out the window. Fuck them. Fuck them. We never needed them. You guys ready to move on? Yeah, we got to move on. We're running hot. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, pick a movie for next week. We've got uh, Halloween. We got a lot of good stuff. Actually. All right, we have to watch Halloween. Mm, I feel like that's necessary. No, we we also have mid nineties. You know, let's watch Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> what, what else do we have? Uh, Transformer. Well, what? that's not going to happen. What is that? There's so, a new Transformer. No, that's no. It's about a, a, a weightlifter. Just like really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like a no, new. That, Transform- that movie's called like Bumblebee or something. I thought it was something. Transformers colon Bumblebee. No. Um, oh, that's about it for like big releases. There also, there's also, I'm intrigued uh, with um, there's also Wildlife with Jake Gyllenhaal. That Ooh, looks good too. Yeah. Looks but I'm intrigued good. with uh, Halloween because uh, Danny McBri- McBride wrote it. With, that um, is true. What's his name? Their other writing buddy. So uh, I want to see that take on it. That uh, their side of the story. All right, Tom. I'm sorry. I know you want to watch mid '90s, but uh, I'll watch it anyway and give my hot take. Oh yeah, I found I found it. A new, it is uh, Halloween, right? So. 
Tom, yeah, you're right. I forgot to mention, but I found a new uh, movie pass hack, so uh, we should talk after the show. Okay. Yeah. I think Halloween's g- gonna be a good clickbait for us. I don't think we need <laughs> hacks anymore, but okay. No, we actually do. All right. Let me know after the show. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll um, fucking do the Halloween was actually when I was growing up my favorite. I had them all on v- VHS. Yeah, I think that's um, I think that's a good choice because I'll, I'll watch. I'm definitely watching mid '90s, anyways. Um, yeah. There was this I one wait, scene on the trailer. Both of them in. That they said, you guys want to go skating? And then it brought me back to when you guys used to say that shit every time we hung out at our friend's house back in college. <laughs> you guys want to go skating? Oh, All right, let's God. get into our topic. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Dude, <Yeah. laughs> I just realized the scene that we're in right now, it's very intimate. And I love it. It is intimate. There's a candle. There's a candle. I mean, I think we should do the show like this from now on. I agree. Okay, so the topic is, we're going to talk about... Um, biopics historical dramas movies that are based in uh actual events that have happened and uh i guess how we feel about whether there is more fiction than fact uh yeah th- that balance of um does it bother you yeah the the, the balance of having a, a genuine story in there as opposed to just uh written mm-hmm. uh fiction uh you want to go first uh, Thomas, okay. Since you came yeah. Up with this. So the the inspiration for this came from um, not really from First Man because I I don't know how historically inaccurate it, it is. Um, it's probably be pretty accurate. I think. I think the final feel, scene it, probably it, it could be one hundred percent inaccurate if um we didn't go to the moon. <laughs> yeah, if we didn't go to the moon at all, then it's definitely <laughs> right, not right, accurate. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, there isn't a part of the end which I don't know if that really happened. Um, I'll but let's look just, that up. Yeah, let's just let it be. Uh, but basically, I'll see like a, a really interesting story, and you're like, God damn, that's crazy that that really happened. And then you'll read somewhere that like, oh, only 40% of that actually happened. And it does bum me out a little bit. And for some people, and I'll, I'll definitely want to know your opinions on this, does it bother you? It bothers me a little bit because, I don't know, I think what I like about films about historical events is that they are almost like reenactments of things that actually happened. So it's like reading, it's like reading a textbook. It's or like a book. reading a Wikipedia article about it or a textbook or something. Right. And, but you're getting this beautifully mood painting, like scene of, of how it actually went down. You can imagine it in a whole new light. So I get kind of bummed out about stuff like that. And I, I kind of wish, um, people straight away from it. Now I get that sometimes it has to be done, right? There are cases where it probably just has to be done. It's just more convenient. It fits in the, the three act structure, structure, structure a little bit better. And, uh, right. But like personally, say I was to go on and direct films or no, I'm sorry, write films rather. Um, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I have the heart. I think I would have to just, if I can't tell it the way it's meant to be told, I'm just not going to tell it at all. So, all right. So some examples of like inaccurate films, I would say like, um, like 300 is like one that comes to mind. I was actually going to see if there's any like examples online, but, um, 300 like is cool and all and it, the idea of it is really cool but from from what i understand it's it's super inaccurate i just realized that candle is lit you just yeah, we, we're having yeah we had that little intimate discussion about how um, it is. but yeah 
like you get what I mean though. It really takes it out of it. Um, uh, it doesn't inherently. All right, this is why I think three hundred. I think that's why I don't care sometimes. Uh, I studied, like I mentioned before, I studied history in college, and when I was studying Greek Greek civilization, three hundred like that bottle was one of the prominent things we studied, you know, because it leads up to Peloponnesian War. And I like how the way it just depicts it and the way you depict it in your head when your professor's talking about it. It makes it very romantic and very theatrical. And it's okay. Like, yeah, there's the facts. There's things that did happen, okay? And there's the things that, like, obviously, a lot of the elements are not going to be to T, and, yeah, it's going to be fantastical. But with 300... I'm okay with that because in my mind, it was this theatrical, beautiful thing. You know, when we were done, you know, speaking about, you know, you know, Spartans reign over Greece for a little bit after Peloponnesian War, I was talking to another one of my classmates and and I told him, I'm kind of sad. And he's just like, yeah, because, you know, you know, we followed, we followed them for a little brief time and we saw their rise and fall. I'm super and, picky. And, and, and that's the I know thing. That. Like, yeah, it's just how the way you interpret history and how the way you see things. And I understand why it's important to be factual, most definitely. I think you but should like, be But, like, I'm so infatuated with history that when it's, when it's wrong, it makes me realize that I'm not seeing I'm, history. Right, for instance, I don't watch Game of Thrones. One of the reasons why I don't really like shows like that is because they use the F word. It, it sounds stupid, but... Well, Game of Thrones is a fantasy. Right, but, like... Like, I would be more into a show that was, like, super accurate to what it was like back then. Yeah, so, like, um, a, a great example is, even though it's not apparently, but it is The Witch, where yeah. it's, like, it uses ideas. Yeah, it uses, like, old English. It yeah. uses old English, good. and it, like, yeah. it really it I, makes I remember you, reviewing it saying that was my favorite part. Yeah, yeah, that's remember? great. I love it. It's, like, it really, really just, like, it trenches you in that, that I, like, that right. history. But on the flip side, it has this very much folklore this fantasy story or this yeah, horror yeah. story obviously all right well i'll give an example of a recent movie that i think um was very accurate and did a really good job on and me and sean saw it's called american animals something about that movie won me over because of the events happened like real life like like some bullshit went wrong and like the story didn't yeah. wasn't happily ever after I, and i also yeah. think that's because of uh, i would say events that happened within the last 20 years I mean, it's so hard Much, for them to, like, shroud in and, like... Of course, yeah, yeah. Some fake Right, shit. right. But there are... I think there are still movies like that that are inaccurate. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I don't know. I, we have... None of us... I heard A Beautiful Mind is inaccurate, too. But that's, yeah, it's actually one of my favorite uh, movies. Yeah. You guys know that. But so, it's super inaccurate. Um, but that's fine. You, you're you're able to look past it. Yeah, it's it's just a movie that I enjoy. The story and style is beautiful. But, um, yeah, in that specific movie that you mentioned it is that uh, they... In the movie, they portray John Nash as somebody who has schizophrenia that um, imagines actual beings and people. But in reality, he never did. He was just a person who was just dealing with an altered version of his reality and just couldn't focus on his work. Um, but, you know, Hollywood made it a romantic, very surreal story, and it worked in that regards. Um, another good example that probably beautiful but su- super inaccurate is um i don't know if you guys seen pocahontas um <laughs> yeah. oh yeah i was gonna mention pocahontas <laughs> i was talking about this movie recently that's why i came up um but yeah we all know the story of pocahontas um i'm trying to think of a movie that i've seen like you mentioned american animals that was accurate 
and well done at the same time. I feel like there's one in particular for me, and we watched it recently, me and Tom. Uh, I feel like it's it's accurate, and there's probably like obviously elements that are not exactly just because it doesn't fit structurally with the story. But I feel Into the Wild is one of those. Yeah, Dev, I think like certain it, little things that don't matter were a little bit inaccurate for convenience. But overall, I think it was from reading like most of the book, parts of the book. Sorry, audio book. Um. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're probably right. I feel like Into the Wild. It it just gives off this very authentic like. Obviously, there's probably things that didn't happen in the exact way, or maybe these people weren't this exact way, but I don't know. I mean, it's like out of story convenience, and uh, again, you're trying to tell, you're trying to keep an audience engaged and trying to keep them like, you know, you know, uh, uh, active participant in the story. Like, you want them to pay attention. You don't want them just to be like... They, uh, say, they say Goodfellas is very accurate. You think? I, uh, I did, That's uh, what they say. Really? I, I don't so, know. I mean, yeah. I've heard... Pocahontas. A, Let's talk about that. I've heard a lot of um, stories from, like, people who are actually, you know, still alive where they base the story on this person. They do vouch for the movie. The one being um, Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, the guy who they based the movie off of, he claims that 100% of that was accurate. Same goes with uh, Spotlight. I haven't seen Spotlight, but I've heard it is. See, Wolf of Wall Street? Spotlight is not impressive, though, because it's. <laughs> it feels like a fucking. It feels way too accurate. Yeah. There's like nothing. Wolf going of Wall on. Street doesn't blow my mind. Like, in terms of like someone said, like, yeah, that should happen. It doesn't blow my mind because I can seriously see that happening. Yeah. I've, I feel like we've all at one point have been in a scenario where it's just like. It's like, what am I doing here? Like, this is a party that's like in fucking insane. Like, yeah. I feel like those parties that they had. Well, I, fucking I, I, really did happen. I, I, I meant more like this person's career and his life and his oh, yeah. crimes. Oh, yeah. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, these are the, the exaggerated parts. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like definitely did it happen. Okay, it doesn't yeah. seem too uh-huh. far-fetched for me. Right. Um, yeah. Harvey, what are your thoughts? Um, I guess, I don't know. I, my thoughts are pretty simple, I guess. <laughs> I don't have a ton to say you, about you, you're it. You're trying to explain that you're an idiot? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm an idiot, and I don't. I have simple thoughts. I, I <laughs> simple Jack, simple man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I have simple thoughts. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't care if I'm honest. I don't care. You if, just care about the story if it's compelling, right? Yeah, I don't care if any of like ninety nine percent of it Fucking could be inaccurate, dude. and I don't care. Um, I think that I don't. Know, I think that for I don't know, like nonfiction. I, I think it's important to, to tell a, an accurate story, and for documentaries, I think it's definitely definitely important. Important, <laughs> important but for, for for movies, I don't, I don't, I don't care. The, the problem is, is that a general a, audience will go into a theater seeing based on true events, and then they walk out. I'm like, that shit yeah, fucking happened. Right. Like, we, like, we recently <laughs> saw like, Black Clansman. I, I can explain that actually, <laughs> that, and that's fucking buck wild to me. I'm like, it's like. I, that's I can explain that too. I, I find that compelling, like when movies say that, because there's like I don't know, there's that that thought in your head, like, damn, this is based on a true story, and then you try to think of like how much of this is based on a true story. It doesn't. I, I'm I'm comfortable believing that all of it yeah. is is based on. There's a true actually story. a movie I think that we even reviewed that, that me, came though. out recently. That, that little bothers me a little bit, just because like the people who go out and see these movies. All right, so I'm not speaking on like let's say biopics because obviously I know they're gonna be lo- hot and loose with the translation of what actually hot happened. Hot and loose. But there's there's like certain things like let's say like the paranormal activities. Let's say those like the fourth kind, where these horror movies or these films that are obviously just like marketed a certain gra- like group of people, like based on true events, and people take that shit like truth. 
They're like, that well, should happen. Well, that shit's well, fake. I yeah, feel yeah like, that's different. That's and, and that's different. what I'm saying. That's the only time it bothers me, where it's like, it's just like they're trying to like, sell you like, on something. I mean, like, you know. Yeah, that's just shitty marketing campaigns. That, 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 that's whatever. I, feel like, I, I don't like care about that. I feel like that's disingenuous. That's when it bothers yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, if I don't really care, because if somebody believes that, they're a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> that doesn't bother me. But in, like, uh, First Man, for instance, I'm comfortable with believing that 100% of that is true. I don't really care. To, what if you read... On Wikipedia, or not Wikipedia, but <laughs> wherever that most of it was wrong. Well, Did you feel a little disappointed. Like in terms of uh, real life events, yeah. I feel like, like I don't, I don't think I would be able to find that stuff out. Like about his, about his character and his personality. There are movies out there though. You can't. Well, I mean, like, what about like the? All right. I if guess the if the events if the events didn't play out, I think that'd just be weird. You yeah, know I guess that would bother me. You but, know what's yeah, interesting? Yeah. The most genuine stories that come out of Hollywood that are like based on like biopics or anything like that say they never say they're based on true events they're just these stories that they put out like this and one? They, and they yeah they seem they they are genuine and authentic or try to be at least and they never try to market themselves as anything other than well, what they are I don't are. think this one has to because it's Neil Armstrong and that shit's drilled in everybody's head well I mean from I, elementary school. well we all also had the conversation where people don't believe that shit actually happened so yeah you know, there's, there's a certain percentage of the population. Yeah, yeah. I don't think right. I don't think it's a big percentage. Of you guys honest. should watch American Animals. It's a very interesting way to like stay accurate and like even put the real guys in the fucking movie, which is weird. Yeah, uh, but I loved it. I think, uh, like I said, a lot of true crime stories tends to be on the more accurate side because that shit's proof. There's documents and there's like real people still alive, witnesses. Uh, a good example of that is a movie that came out a while back. I think we've all seen it. Um, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. Oh no, I've never seen it. Yeah. Same. Oh, you never seen it? Oh, nope. It's pretty good. Yeah, we don't it's watch movies, I want to. I wanted to give it a watch for a long, long time ago. Right. Ethan Hawke. There's, yeah, a, there's, there's yeah, a really right. good banging scene with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman <laughs> where he's banging the shit out of Marissa Tomei. And the movie starts with that scene. <laughs> 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 You're intrigued now, huh? <laughs> Bang magazine, and you know the first thing is I love the I'm, fact I'm that you use Philip Seymour Hoffman as the point where it's just like this is we're gonna hook him in, like everyone's gonna be hooked. Because like it's funny, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's like banging the shit out of her, and this well <laughs> we don't see much of uh, any sex scenes with him in That's it. That's what I'm saying. It's funny, and Marissa Tomei. So <laughs> okay, I need to watch it. Yeah, I think it's good that we end up we end on. Philip Seymour Hoffman and, and banging scenes. Yeah, we got to play the game now. Yeah. Uh, this game, um, the loser from last week's game is going to assign the uh, lowest roller of a 12-sided die a movie. Doesn't this game have a name? It's called with, Get Wrecked. With the light, I, I the light in really of the weird. podcast right now I can and go the game first, we're about to play, sound, looks like we're about to play some horror games. Yeah. Uh, I could do some like Steven has Luigi. immunity, so he's going to be assigning one of us a movie. Well, this is go. great. I have no movies for you guys. Four. Not good. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it, actually. I've already made peace. <laughs> he made peace with I his God. Twelve. <laughs> Twelve. Uh, wow. Sean was out. Yeah. Um, I haven't lost in a while. I've had a good run. All right, Sean. Uh, what you got I have for a You sound like you're at the end of your life. <laughs> you know, things have been run. great. You sound like God bless you all, like Christopher McCann in the wild. Hey, you're, you're dead, bro. Yeah, I lost. <laughs> you're dead. What are you giving, Harvey? Do you have a pick already lined up? Hey, Steve, you got a movie for me? Harvey, I definitely have a movie for you. <laughs> so, so aggressive. Uh, yeah, because I'm excited. Uh, have you ever seen The One I Love? Um, I have not seen that. It has one of the Duplass brothers. I know you like them. They're, yeah, they're, they're fine. 
All right. Well, no Bradley they, Cooper. They know Bradley they, Cooper. They have but. a strong brother relationship. Oh yeah, and I know you like that. Uh, and, and I think this this film is right up your alley. It stars uh, Mark Duplass and uh, Elizabeth Moss. I almost fucked up her last name. I almost called it something else completely. Moth? <laughs> yeah, I almost <laughs> called it Moth. Moss, and I almost I almost fucked it up. Uh, uh, but this is a very interesting love story, and I think it's going to hit a little bit of the notes that you might like. Uh, I think you appreciate it at, at the least. I think you would appreciate w- what they're trying to do here. Okay. Uh, so I say give it a watch. Yeah. I'll, I'll do that. What are you saying? Yeah, like you're just fucking... <laughs> he's smiling he's smile in the corner with the... <laughs> you tell him. Like you his crony. <laughs> you, you tell him, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you better watch that. Movie to watch. <laughs> hey, hey, speaking of that, did you guys see when uh, when Trump was telling off the reporter? Did you see his henchman in the back? No. Dude, I'll show you after this. It's brutal, but I'll... They look yeah, like you an- tell them. You ever seen the Nothing. anime henchman with the grins? Nothing's more brutal than <laughs> listening to that fuck or watching that Kanye West video of him speaking. Oh, Dude, that's the most cringe worth shit ever. Yeah, we can, we can't talk about this now. It's yeah. Um, okay, I think that's gonna do it for us. We are uh, do the right film. You can find us on social media. Do the right film. Instagram. Do the right film underscore podcast. We also have a website. Do the right film dot com. You can listen to all the episodes there. And you can also send us a note and tell us if we're the greatest podcast ever or the worst one, and we should stop now. Either pieces of information would be very helpful for us. Yeah. Um, please tell us sooner than later. We, uh, <laughs> yeah. most, most of our popularity uh, have been gained from word of mouth, so please keep that trend going. Yeah. Tell uh, your mothers. Tell your mothers. Tell your sisters. <laughs> that sounds like that on video. <laughs> tell your mother. Hide your kids. You hide your Um if you're listening on iTunes, it would be very helpful if you leave us a review or whatever fucking... Uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll give you a shout-out. <laughs> <laughs> if that means anything. Say it like that. <laughs> you know what? If you, How about this? This is could end badly, but if you leave a review... Uh, Thomas will watch any movie you give him. Yeah, exactly. Anything. You can recommend me one movie. You can, re- you watch you can recommend him the entire... Well, um, no, no, no. Friday Thirteenth series, and <laughs> you will watch it. You get one movie, not one series. <laughs> one movie. All right, you what hear if that? we leave him like rev- we leave reviews and then just like make fake accounts yeah. and just try to get him watch? Thomas shit. is cool. It'd be great if you watch all the Halloween movies. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta leave your name and, and show show me that your you're IP real. You, ex- you exist. Yeah, I need to know you exist. All I right, mean, that's it for me. Yeah. Um, did I miss anything? Uh. I think you did great. I think man. you did a great job. Okay, too. great. Um, we accept gifts. We don't accept gifts. Okay. No gifts, gifs. Sure. We accept. Them. Yeah, we do accept gifts. Gifts and memes. If you have some yeah. good ones, please send the them. Movie our memes. Way. I, tell me if you want to put more memes on the uh, the Instagram. I don't know if we we do that. <laughs> we don't. We could. That'd good. be pretty funny. Actually, right, I'll Let, do let's memes. do that, All dude. Right, do dude we we got like three solid ideas out of this episode. Wait, wait what's the last? I idea? forget the other two ideas. <laughs> but, but yeah, like overall, it was a uh, best. Uh, is our sex, show just sexy or nude scenes or something? I don't know. Is our show just becoming we just a place where we brainstorm ideas. and then we just like is like, well, if we do yeah, another I, podcast, I think it's our po- our processes. It's yeah. our podcast, like our brainstorming it's podcast podcast. But we are lacking in one department, though, Steve. What 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 don't we have? Oh, okay.